Hey, everybody. Um, last week... Oh, you're muted. Because <laughs> this is only going to be a second. Last week, Reverend Scott got cut off. That's what he told me. And I actually have the rest of the audio. So that'll play after the uh, the Palaver intro, which is right here. Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. I'd like to put a big thank you out to all the awesome podcasters and listeners that helped me out in making this awesome gift for you guys on this huge momentous occasion. You guys never cease to entertain me with your hilarious banter and keen eye for what's wrong with the world. I think the biggest compliment I can give you guys is that you always make me laugh, but more importantly, you always make me think. And I hope you enjoyed a segment free of clips of you guys saying terrible things. So, happy three years, gentlemen. Oh, and peace and love, guys. <laughs> Penis cockballs. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims. Religion, no contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. And do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. All right. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, hey. And uh, once again, Reverend Scott, thank you again for uh, that wonderful... Um, collection of of well wishes that was very cool yeah i was gonna i was gonna update the show notes about halfway through the week and give a thank you to everybody that wrote in but scott said no give them a reason to listen yeah like okay that's fine where do you want to start this week because we are back to normal we got a shitload i know um you like this one yeah, I saw that. That's kind of funny. It's, um, it's like it's kind of stupid. Yes, time. exactly. And go ahead. What were you numbers. Um, just quick. There's some. Um, there was some some entertainment stuff I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, All right. Some of the. Did you watch any of the new shows? Well, let's see. Well, you you tell me what you watched. The Office. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it's it was a, very right. funny. Right. I really like James Bader. Yeah, but he's he's not going to last. I know. So, but he well, looks he looks weird. He do, I, he does look a little it's I think he's I think he's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I I think he's very interesting. Um I like what they did with Andy. Yeah, I it's one episode. I I got to give it more time. Yeah. I can't I can't just go 
with it with that one thing. Um, I thought that you know some of the people's changes over the few few months, you know, was funny. Like Stanley. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting tired of the show. Maybe. Yeah. No. I was I was rejuvenated. Actually, I I liked it. Well, we'll I watched see. that. Andy twice. can't stay the boss. He's not a good boss because he wants to make everybody happy all the time. And yeah. as we know, that does not work in real life. Well, we'll see. Because see then no one's happy. Really is how it works out, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, what else did I watch? Glee? I watched one. I didn't watch the one from yesterday. No, it's only had one episode, right? Well, what's today? Wednesday? There was yeah. one last night, so there's been yeah. two. No, I think that was... Oh, no, that's right. It was the purple piano thing. Yeah. And then last night. Yeah. Um, I think the stuff with Quinn is ridiculous and stupid. The whole thing's stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it three more episodes just because that was... I think I'm going to sort of go into hero mode with it. Which is de- what? Death Watch? Well, it's sort of like I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch it just to bitch about it. Well, that's, at least that's fair. You cannot complain about it if you don't watch it. I still... I just still... I posted a picture of uh, Melodia from the fucking Silverhawks. Right, an eighties cartoon. Quinn looks just like her. The girl who auditioned and sucked. Yeah. Who is she? She was in Stick It. That's fucking who she is. I can't believe you said that. I know. You lose points. For I that. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I've looked at that girl so many times. Yeah, too lot, many times. A lot of people have. Yeah. yeah. God. I, you know what it is. She wasn't I wearing wasn't, a leotard. Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. I wasn't imagining. Yeah. Or otherwise. Um, <laughs> so um, I don't know. It's almost like they're 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 going to take the best parts from season two, which is Blaine. And I don't think Blaine. See, else. The thing is, I don't, I, I don't consider. I consider Blaine annoying. And then they're going to just forget the whole second season. Okay. That's, um, that's how I see. It's kind of like Highlander that, two. Everybody just forgets about that. One. But it's interesting that Will. Has finally grown a pair. Yeah, for one episode. Yeah, exactly. And so, he, and he, this is this is this is the th- I, the problem I have with with Glee is they're going to create a fantasy world, but then there's odd repercussions at odd times yeah. for things that happen. Like, oh, bullying is is bad, but trying to kill someone by shooting them out of a cannon is acceptable. Right. It's either needs I think it needs Sue, to hold on to Sue, the absurdity that Sue it had before. Sue has a conflict of interest by talking against the place she works for while she's running for office but then Will glitter bombs her not at a campaign stop but while she's working in the building. Right. And nothing happens? Fuck that. Exactly. So I just I I think that it was good when it was absurd. Yeah. Okay. But then it tries to be like it tries to mean something, and it doesn't. You can do it doesn't both, need, but it doesn't need to. No. Okay. Yeah. The bullying, move on. The bull, move on. bullying bullshit no, was just that. Just, honestly, I don't want to waste any more time on that. Um, There's a whole other show on Palaver that's probably a lot more positive about it than us. Gleecast. Take a listen to that show. Um, I don't I don't write into them because I get so mad at the show. What else did so, I watch? I watched Terra Nova. Did you see that? I watched it today. Okay. What did you think of it? Well, it's not Earth of the Past. I know that much, at least. No, I think it is. Isn't no, it supposed it, to be? It or like be. It parallel? can't be. Have you ever seen one of those slashy-tail dinosaur things? There's no such thing. Well, there's no such thing as that portal thing either. Well, that notwithstanding... 
It's supposed to be 75 million years, 85. Those dinosaurs didn't exist. They said that when I've been reading a little bit about it since the, since I watched it this afternoon, uh, when the probe went back, it kind of created a divergent timeline, Yeah, which that, you know, that was my main concern with sitting down and actually investing two hours into a show where you send people back with technology and stuff and then nothing affects the future. If you have a, a Doc Brown Back to the Future two timeline going there, where Biff is Donald Trump, yeah, fine, that's that's perfectly fine. But I don't think it's I don't think it's Earth of the past. I'm not sure if it's Earth, and I'm not sure if it's in the past. I don't. You know what? I don't. They told us too much. I don't think they did. I think they did. How? I just you know the 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 the, the chick. It wants to be lost, okay? No, it, you just watched Lost. I didn't. To me, it wants to be Stargate and Avatar. So no, but you know what it is? It's this thing to me, where it does, I don't there's see like a it little no, but you know what? The parallels to Lost are there are, were a couple shots that were the same as the pilot to Lost, but there was a lot of shit it, that was there was parallel to a lot of other things, but it, it's, a lot it's, of other sci-fi shows. But just thematically, I think it's one of those things where oh, there's there's the surface stuff going on, and then there's this the whole yeah, but every oh, every what's what's drama really going on? is trying what's, to do that. What's really going on? What's you know what oh, I we liked, get these weird symbols. What I like that all. I like falling skies. I don't um, think this is going to last. Well, Spielberg's behind it, so I don't think it'll last very long. All that know. means is that Fox will hang on to it for a little bit longer. Yeah, that's about we'll it. See. It's not going to last. I don't know. I you don't also said Lady traction. Gaga's not going to be around by now, and you were wrong. So, just saying, you don't <laughs> see very much of her, really. She's 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 no, she's losing no. Traction. Anyway, go. I don't really care one way or the other. But. Um, I watched the Zoe Deschanel show. Yeah. Um, it's already on cancellation watch. Yeah, she's she's cute. It's fine. Yeah, um, I, I think the guys um are not good. I don't understand why they changed out the the weigh-ins. I don't know. He was gone. I like right after the pilot. Yeah, he did the pilot. Yeah, so they mentioned him, but yeah, he's not. There. They mentioned his character, but they just swapped him out for another black guy. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't. It's know okay. It's awkward this. comedy. Not as awkward as as like The Office, but I mean she's. She lacks social skills, and that's cute. Yeah, she 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 is kind of charming, um, yeah. but it's it's one of those things where it's it's just not gonna work. I don't know. Something has to change. But in the second episode, I mean, she's done with the the ex boyfriend, so yeah. who knows where it goes from there? Yeah, I'll give I'll give that a whole season. Oh yeah, I'll watch that. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Whitney. I didn't. I don't even know who the fuck she is. Why is she getting her own show? I don't know who she is either, but she wrote it. She executive produced it, and she's acting in it. And What's her last name? I have no fucking clue. But I kind of liked it. Yeah, it did nothing about the ads made I me interested kinda in it. Like, I, I kind of liked it, so I'll, I'll yeah. continue to check that out. Um, community. Community was good. It was all right. Yeah. I like that it's kind of self-aware, but I'm con- concerned how long that can last. I mean, you're in a community college. The most you can get out of that is six seasons. Yeah. Unless you're Pierce and you go for twelve, but he's already been there for twelve. So. Yeah. Um. So it was all right. It was. It was okay. Yeah. Um. No thirty rock. Why? Why was there no thirty rock? I don't know. Hmm. 
thought that was weird. maybe they're given they're given some other stuff some yeah there was some, some show I skipped right over yeah I don't know when stuff is on me, maybe I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know when things are on because they just show up in my Hulu queue oh, yeah so um, um, Modern Family I, I liked oh yeah they were both they were they were both yeah. good they're both you know solid yeah. you know just they doing didn't what they, they didn't do. do anything crazy with the characters they didn't change them at all it's just the same thing, and it's all relatively yeah, it's always, within a sitcom. It's all relatively believable yeah, stuff. They're all so. they're all good. It looks like um, what's his name though was kind of out of the picture for a while. The dopey boyfriend, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. which I think is fine. I'm perfectly he- okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, the The funny thing is, he was introduced in the in the pilot. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was interesting that they bring a semi recurring character in that early. But it works. Um, uh, what else? Do you watch Two Broke Girls? No, I haven't. Is it good? That's, en- on, that's on I CBS. That. I think I'm probably going to have to DVR that. I enjoyed that. I like Kat Dennings. She's got a different sense of comedic timing. Yeah. And it almost looks like she's going to laugh every now and then. But the other girl, the blonde, I th- I thought I would just hate her. Yeah. But they introduce a character that you can actually hate. So you like the blonde girl. It's interesting. Um, I did see the Will Arnett, Christina Applegate show. Uh, And and you know what? He's had so many failed shows. He was on Arrested Development. So? That was a success. Yeah. That was canceled. That's technically a failed show. Yeah, but it was a Fox cancellation, so it's... Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, Well, you had that other one. um, Yeah, that other one sucked. Wild, right? Yeah. Running wild. Running or? wild. But anyway, this one wasn't, you know, it's like, because Christina Applegate is good. She's funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's funny. Um, Maya Rudolph is pretty funny. And I, uh, and what's sometimes re- I like her and sometimes I just want to kick her in the head. But you know what was good is just like, because they're quality. I don't know what it is about her. They are quality people. They're good at what they do. And they sort of rise above the, the, the premise. Yeah. You know, new parents, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought it was the second episode. It was really kind of funny. They have they see that they have these like cool neighbors, you know, and they just like okay, so they want to be, you know, they sort of want to get in with the cool neighbors and right. introduce themselves and try to be, you know, get the impression that they're kind of cool. So they thought, oh, you know, we'll just we'll just leave a bottle of tequila, you know, for them as a little welcome to the neighborhood gift. And so he goes over to do it, and at first, and he's all just kind of awkward, and he. Um, at first, he's going to leave it like on top of their trash can, and it, it was, it's it's really funny to see. And then, you know, with a little note, right? And then, the, seriously, the trash can? Exactly. That was, but that was the thing. It was kind of, and she's looking like through the window, and he's like, "What is he retarded?" She, exactly. All I right. Mean, I, I can't, I can't put up with dumb shit like but, that. But, in you, shows. but it wasn't. It was like it. It was. It fit. For Go his, ahead. Sell me. No, it fit for his character. He's a retard. He's kind of an idiot. Yeah. You know, I don't like those roles. Uh, I got, don't like him in those roles. Okay, you have to kind of see it. All right, Job. I thought because, was the, honestly, I liked him the least out of everybody on him. Uh, so then he sort of like the woman comes to the door and he talks to her for a minute. He kind of panics. I don't know. Just a gift. It doesn't fucking matter. The no, it point. does. That's a bad choice too. Anyway, all right. <laughs> the point. Yeah. Okay. Good the, luck. The point. Okay, she comes to the door and he just sort of gives it to her. Comes back and she, like Christine Applegate looks at him like what? What happened? What happened? Did you talk to me? He goes, no, I, I, I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. She goes, well, what, what happened? I, I called it tequila, you know. And the and it was 
it's a throwaway line, but it was yeah, it, it was is. it was funny. Uh-huh. It was it was funny. You know, you think the dumbest shit is funny sometimes. I have a very highly developed sense of humor. No, you, you yeah, yeah. It's you have this uncanny valley in your sense of humor, <laughs> though, where dead comedy lives. Like, who was that comedian you told me you liked the other day? It was Louis C.K. and somebody that I would punch in the throat. There's your probably uncanny, there's Daniel your, Tosh. No, no. Dane Cook. There's your uncanny valley right there. <laughs> you go from Louis C.K. Dane Cook. So I Some take, I take your funny. recommendations with a grain of salt. Some of his stuff is pretty funny, <laughs> and it's not so much the stuff itself is funny. It's it's the it's the the performance of it. It's the delivery of it, which is which I think is kind of funny. I'm just saying. All right, <laughs> you're we're you know difference of opinion. That's yeah. fine. Um, yeah. Um, what else? Um, Big Bang. It was all right. Yeah. All right. Not- the show's just it's something I watch now. It's not. I mean, we're in the fifth season now. No, so. it's not, is it? Yeah, I think so. No. <laughs> I, no, because that show look. started after we started. That can't be in its fifth season already. No, I'm thinking I, maybe fourth. Parks and Recreations while I look this up. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. I'm Leslie Nope. I don't understand why Ben just doesn't quit his job. I don't understand why it matters so much other than it's Big just Bang Theory, Rob Lowe's Season theory. 5, Episode 2, Season 5, Episode 3. Really? Yeah, that was before us. Wow. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. They can't. I mean, in the same department, they can't date. But this is different. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be, is is they're going to have her worry about it for a while and then realize, oh, that was stupid. Why did I worry no, about that? No, but she that? just, she broke up with them. They're, they're technically right. apart. And now this is when they But I, I, I called the campaign button, though. That was I, good. That was I, good. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. I saw the box. The first time he showed the box. Right. It was a big box. Yeah. It's just like, he knows. It's like a campaign button yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, and the only one who looked at me was the cat, so, because right. Julie doesn't watch anything. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I watched, but yeah, that was, um, that was that weeds finished up great season. Looking forward to whenever Californication is going to start. Um, and Mad Men doesn't start till I think like February or something. Really? Yeah. I thought they all started. Yeah. They usually do, but we got to wait. Huh? I don't know why. Yeah. When does um the zombie thing start? End of October. Yeah. So that's that's actually pretty close. Yeah, another month. I hope it's good. I mean, they don't have a lot to live up to with with the first season, but I mean, having read six years worth of books, there's there's a lot of story that they that they need to live up to. I I don't know what See, I'm something saying. like that. And I said this before. It just seems like. The same. You also liked Whitney story. It's but, not. It's not like the. It's the characters. It's. It's how the characters interact. That's that's really what the best zombie movies come down to. You have shitty zombie movies that are all about the gore and being disgusting, but then you have good ones like Day of the Dead, um, Return of the Living Dead. But Night, I watched. I watched the first four or five episodes of 
Walking Dead. So you watched almost the whole first series. Yeah. Season. So, and I was just like, you know what? There's no one here I care enough about. Well, it takes a while. It took a while for me in the books to actually even latch on to Rick. But you know what, though? Someone who didn't read the books, I mean, if they're trying to get a wider appeal than just the folks who read the books. They have, apparently. Yeah, no, clearly they did. I just don't get the But the the story's changed. I mean, there's characters. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody that hasn't read the books. But there's characters that have died in the first, like, four issues that have made it through this first season, which is... Like the first, I don't know, six, eight, twelve issues, yeah. And there's 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 story arcs that are continuing that are kind of like parallel dimension type yeah. things. So it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I mean, the zombies are there as motivation for the characters, you know, to to give them a reason to act the way they do and uh-huh. to move to where they need to move and. It's it's gonna be you know, like what what how far would you go to protect your family? You know who would you save? Who would you leave behind? Boring. It's not boring. Uh-uh. As a writer, I would imagine that character motivation would be very interesting to you. Yeah, but it all sounds very stereotypical and kind of boring. What well, depends how it's handled? <laughs> yes. In a shitty zombie movie, blonde girl screams, tough jock dude gets eaten. Boring. So, but they had the racist guy on the roof. Yeah. Boring. How is that boring? Because you you, you knew what was going to happen. You didn't know he was going to get away. It didn't matter. Well, it does, actually. Well, it matters a lot. What's it, he going to do? Who cares? Uh, you're you're gonna... an asshole. You really are. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> six episodes in, and you can't even say, oh, yeah, something interesting could happen. It didn't. It didn't grab me. You just don't like the genre. That could be it. I think it is. It could be it. Yeah. You know what it is? Because it's almost like, like a musical in a way. Okay. All You've, right. I'll I'll go with this. Let's see what you got. Because <laughs> in a musical, all right. This is why I don't like musicals uh-huh. or very few musicals. Okay? okay. Mostly in a musical for me. Yeah. Okay. I feel that like. The singing doesn't. It, it sort of holds the story. Yeah. Okay. I, I, so there's musicals that I definitely right. don't like because you have to stop to sing a song. Exactly, and it happens in Glee too. People give me shit. Oh, well, it's because Glee's a musical and blah blah blah. It's like fine, whatever the fuck. You okay? know, the, in Sweeney Todd, the story was continuing to be told exactly in, the and songs. in Chicago. All right, right. Chicago, I love right. Chicago. And I even, saw Chicago um, four times. Even Nightmare the Before Christmas. Okay, it still yeah. continues through. It, it, it follows it through. Yeah. Okay, and in Greece, while it doesn't necessarily push the story forward, the songs are fun enough right. that you don't There's care. There's a little exposition here and there in the songs. Very, yeah, but, but it doesn't really – but the, the songs are it's, fun enough but that – Maybe maybe there should be a differentiation between a musical and a movie with musical numbers. No, but Greece is still a musical. You know, is I it mean, or is it a is it a what would it be more of a comedy or a drama? A comedy, right? Yeah, probably comedy, a comedy with with musical numbers, like the Muppet Show. No, but the no, but 
See, there's a little bit there that no, kind of makes no, no, sense. No, 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 because... no, it isn't because, well, the Muppet Show, the Muppet Show, I mean, that was a variety show. That's right. totally different. Because no, you're, ex- you... you're expecting those are just little short bursts right, of but stuff. Right, the songs without... had nothing to do with the overall, because there was kind of a story Yeah, I know, but there's the not, songs have but nothing there's to do just, with anything. The only reason that they have the little behind-the-scenes story is to just sort of thread everything together. Right. Okay? But in a musical, this, the, the songs, like in Greece, the songs had to do with the story. Well, true. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. and that's that's a musical. So, like, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't put those in the in the in the same thing. No, I was just throwing. But an I'll idea watch out something there. like you know, something like what's a musical that drives me crazy? The Lion Mulan, King, Moulin Rouge. Okay, okay, Moulin Rouge, and I'll be like, oh, you please just shut the fuck up I've and never get on with that. it. What, what, okay, why is that? It's 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 just it's a musical. Okay. okay, and it's just like shut the fuck up and get on with it. Okay, um, so um, it just it just sort of stops it for me. So connecting that to Walking Dead, okay. Regardless of how compelling all the character stuff is, uh-huh. you know, there's this zombie shit, okay, that goes and it's just like okay, now they have to run and stay alive, okay, and that to me is sort of like the music in a musical. It's just like. Okay, we're going to do this. And you've got a main character like the sheriff dude, okay? Uh-huh. You could see him in Jeopardy a million fucking times. And it doesn't matter because you know, you know he's not going to die. It's uh, like seeing House. I, honestly, it's like seeing honestly, House lie on a table. With this show, I wouldn't say that. But you know what? He, he'll he'll stay alive. I I'm not sure. There's characters in the show right now, main characters, that are not going to make it. Guaranteed. But who's, whose story is it? It's the sheriff's story. Well, He's not just going because anywhere. you start with him doesn't mean it's his story. If Rick were to die, it would move to, who knows, his wife? She's they not, probably she's not strong enough him. character. They Dale? probably won't kill him unless they really need ratings. Later. No, no, they won't kill him unless the story calls for it. But the thing is, though, it's here's the thing where you got the zombie stuff. It's like, okay, let's go and okay, um, maybe someone will die, maybe not, whatever. And that, you know, that to me isn't again. It it probably has to, you know, a lot of it to do with I'm not a huge fan of the genre. But it's it's almost the same as like Terra Nova, or which uh, I didn't really like. I probably or won't watch it. Again. Alien invasion movies. It's all the same. Everything is the same. Well, I know that. But alien invasion movies and zombie movies do share an awful lot in yeah. common. So, yeah, it's a motivating factor. It's like, you know, any, any other movie that where the protagonist has reason to do what he's yeah. doing. It's a survival show. It's kind of like watching a scripted Survivor, Ugh. which I never watched. So I'm just guessing. And when you're voted off, you get eaten. Yeah. But Walking Dead, I think, is going to surprise people with uh, the characters they kill. Because the book certainly surprised me. There are a few that were like, I almost stopped reading them. Like, how the fuck could you do that? You know what I watched the first probably 10 minutes of, but I'll continue to watch? Pan Am. Nothing about that interested me. The one thing that draws me to the show... Hmm is um I like the I like the Christina Ricci's in it. I like her a lot. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan. Okay? 
Um, I kind of like the throwback nostalgic kind of look of it, you know, early 60s. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and um, the fir- within the first 10 minutes of it, something happened that really made me go, oh, that's interesting. And see, I see it as, oh, here's another show that wants to try and do what Mad Men did. Yeah, I'll tell you, because it's picking up on that genre thing. But it's yeah. um, it's really this thing that happened in the first couple of minutes really made me go, oh, wait a minute. This is going to be a little bit more than just, okay, different personalities of girls being stewardesses on a plane. Mm-hmm. There's like a little bit more of an interesting All right. All right. story thing going on. And it came out of nowhere. It was just like, wow, this is going to be interesting. So. Uh, I, I want to watch the rest of that. Okay. So unfortunately, I can't watch it on my phone. It's only web only. Is, so because on I, I have Hulu Plus, right? And they don't have it for the the mobile devices. Aren't you getting it through the web on your phone? No. Isn't that kind of a cop out on their part? It is. It's yeah. It's one. So of So you're paying things. for Hulu Plus and you can't access it everywhere. Well, I'm you on are. like the trial thing. All right. You know, I am not paying for Hulu. So. Not, um, not when I have cable and I have on demand and I can. Yeah, well, you know what's interesting on Hulu now? They're they're holding Glee like for regular Hulu. And I was going to watch Glee a little like, bit of it before we did this, and I'm like, and oh, fuck you guys. Eight days, yeah. Fuck that. So, so I already do Netflix streaming. Um, so I may get rid of that and keep Hulu. I'll keep one of them. Yeah. I just DVR the stuff I really want to watch because it looks better. Yeah, so. I just I. Like to watch stuff before I go to sleep. Yeah, so this, I, this, I hear phone. there's these things called torrents as well, but the quality is never up to my standard from what I've seen in other people's houses. Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. It's just fucking TV. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, seriously. So what do we got for other bullshit? All right. Um, <clears throat> you want to do a break since we're almost exactly at a half hour? Sure. Let's do that. All right. Um. Hey, the new iPhone's being announced on Tuesday. I know, big deal. What's it gonna? It's gonna have a bigger screen and a better camera. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. We'll get back to that. All right, here's a break.
Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I've ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. Just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life well then maybe you should check out the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema with your host big willie and the samurai bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house you can find the gentleman at ggtmc.com to the trash. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits the right or the left that's the smell of failure failure smells like dove mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent kind of makes me think of candy canes your resentment is delicious visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the itunes store that's gleecast with a k part of the palaver.com family that's p-a-l-a-v-r.com boy the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards we're working on that this is a great jump film from the girls on film radio are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talked about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com
Yeah, I know. All right. So um, the little bit that I've seen that you have for this week in terms of like current event shit, I'm going to be saying a lot of fuck those motherfuckers. Yeah. Fuck I got, those. I got, I'm going to be giving Reverend Scott a whole bunch of ammo. Yeah. I got some stuff that we, we, we want to get caught up on. Some stuff that kind of. Excuse me, slip like this one. This one totally. This one is just funny. This one's from August twenty eighth. Christian wants atheist registry. Florida pastor Michael Stahl has suggested that an organization and website be created that would keep track of known atheists. Why? The website would list by city and state all atheists with their photos and some personal information, such as place of business. It would not include a physical address. Which seems to contradict one of the main purposes of the site. I'm just going to keep reading it. You're going to ask why all you want. Maybe we'll get to the why. This just makes no sense. Pastor Mike compares atheists to convicted convicted sex offenders, ex-convicts, terrorist cells, hate groups like the KKK, skinheads, radical Islamists, and etc. (laughs) He claims that the purpose of the organization slash website called the Christian National Registry of Atheists is to corral them up and kill them. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Is to inform <laughs> the public of known atheists so they can be proselytized to and their businesses can be boycotted. Yeah. Um, wow. How? What's, what's, the, uh, what's the reaction of that? How? Well, there's a little bit more here. How would a Christian proselytize to an atheist if the atheist's physical address is not included? This author, who is um, Stax Rosh, He's an atheism examiner is what he's got next to his name. Um, if the atheist physical address is not included, the author speculates that the distinction was made for more legal reasons than for practical reasons. Should an address be supplied by such a website, the organization might be held responsible for any violence that, quote, good Christians might perpetrate on atheists. Interesting enough. When Christians come to my door to proselytize, I engage them in conversation and assume they take note of my location because the same groups almost never come back to proselytize to me and my family again. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses haven't come to my house in 10 years. Oh, man. I wish I was home when they came to my house. Yeah, I talk to them until my wife comes I to the door and wish. says, would you leave my husband alone? He doesn't believe I this. wish that um, I was home whenever they show up. It seems that Pastor Mike just wants to be the next Pastor Terry Jones. We all know who Terry Jones is. This purported organization slash website seems more like a publicity stunt than a serious proposal. You think? Put Pastor Mike on your watch list to see his next stunt proposal. (laughs) For the record, Pastor Mike has no actual congregation. His church is an internet-only organization, so I guess any Christian with a website can claim to be a pastor these days. Hey, what about reverence? We have one of those. We already got one of them on the payroll. <laughs> so that's just that's ridiculous. Right. He's huh? our bitch. All right. I want to, in all fairness, I want to do this one. Obama's uncle arrested on drunk driving charges. Okay. Framingham, Massachusetts. Nice. <laughs> yeah. President Barack's, Barack Obama's uncle what? was stopped on suspicion of drunken driving. This is from August 29th. So this is around the time, the week where we started doing the... Um, the Star Wars commentaries, yeah. um, was stopped on suspicion of drunk driving, told police he planned to arrange bail through the White House, and was being held without bail on an immigration detainer, authorities said Monday. Onyango Obama, 
That's as close as I can do. Was arrested last week in Framingham, about twenty miles west of Boston. After you're twenty miles west of Boston, but it takes you a fucking hour and a half I to know. get there. Well, Route Nine sucks. <laughs> it really does. Um, after police said he made a rolling stop through a stop sign and nearly caused a cruiser to strike his sport utility vehicle. What the fuck? I've done that a million times. Yes, but you're not uh, Oyango Obama. Police said that after being booked at the police station, Obama was asked whether he wanted to make a telephone call to arrange for bail. I think I will call the White House. Motherfuckers. He stated, (laughs) according to a police report filed in Framingham District Court. I like me now. (laughs) Police said Obama, who's originally from Kenya and is the half-brother of the president's late father, pleaded not guilty Friday and was being held without bail on a detainer from U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. In a court document, ICE said he had an earlier deportation or removal order his immigration status couldn't be immediately couldn't immediately be confirmed but such orders are generally reserved for people living in the country illegally and uh go through that it's getting a little boring he's 67 he was charged with operating under the influence of alcohol negligent operation of motor vehicle failure to yield right of (laughs) way president obama is reported is reported as saying (laughs) oh god here's another one so I don't know what should should the dude be deported? Drunk driving? If he's here illegally, he should be deported. I Absol- don't give absolutely. a fuck who he is. Yeah, especially if you, uh, especially once especially you break the law. Especially if you're driving drunk. Sorry, yeah. you know I don't care who your nephew is. Yeah. Now let's be let's be honest and and not you know left leaning pinko commie bastards. Can we blame Obama for this guy? No. All right. Neither I. I can't either. Because didn't Carter have a, a a cousin or a brother that was like really kind of fucked up? And didn't oh, Bill Clinton have somebody Clinton that was had really fucked Rod, up? Clinton had Roger. Carter had Billy Carter. Yeah, they Bill, Billy Carter put out a thing called Billy Beer, which Homer drank one of those exactly. in the episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of lots of politicians. And Bush has a, a dumb brother. Well, no, right? no, you know, there's, there's actually a comedian I heard talking about this recently. He goes, yeah, you know. Uh, Bill Clinton and Roger Clinton, you know, politicians always have um, embarrassing relatives. Jeb Bush has got his brother George. <laughs> yeah. Which I yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that is good. So, um, I have an I have a, a thing here that I thought was kind of funny. How to fight with a woman? Um, you curl up in a ball and roll. No, that's bears. That's bears. Yes. There's uh, the attention fight, the friends fight, the money fight, the intimacy fight, the kids fight, and diffusing arguments. I wanted to, I wanted to throw these out there and see like how many of these actually work. Okay, go ahead. Which, I'll tell you because I've been fighting with my wife a lot. Well, which which fight do you want? I don't know, man. I've been involved in all of them. It's been a long. Let's day. do the one that's probably most common to everyone that that would listen. The money fight. Okay, I think that's too easy. Do the attention fight. All right, that's number one. We'll do that one. It it explains the fight. Okay. Um, the opening volley is we don't go out anymore. Ugh. It means, and this is from um, Men's Health, so it's not like Red Book or some shit like that where yeah, it's written it's, by women. It's how to keep your blood pressure down. Although it is written by Christina Grish. <laughs> she hot? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she's nostalgic. I want my husband to sit across from me, think I'm attractive, share my food, and realize we still feel what we did before I became a wife and mother. That's uh, from Jennifer Jean Patterson, author of 52 Fights, a Newlyweds Confession. Uh, if you've had 52 fights and you're still newly wed, you're doing something wrong. 
Battle tactics once a month surprise her with a real plan. If you go on a whole month without proffering flowers, compliments, or a special date, you'll have a problem. Flowers, really? Mm. Flowers? Could you? You can compliment somebody but every the thing day. Is, though. I think flowers that are delivered outside of any type of occasion. Yeah, it means you're nice you're cheating on them or, or you've or killed a hobo. Some shit like that, right? Yeah, well. Let's go know, to diffusing. Hey, sometimes you have to kill a hobo. Let's go to diffusing arguments. Because I think that's really, because the rest of the arguments it just explains yeah. what they mean. Number one, don't ask why questions. This creates an emotional response and puts her in fight or flight mode, says Carl Rittberger, PhD. Other questions are fine, especially if they show an interest in how. He knows, because he's been married six times. <laughs> and how or when the two of you can solve the problem. Two, don't assume she's basing her decisions on emotion. I never actually even factors into a fight when I have a fight. I don't I don't assume that it's based on emotion. I wonder why it just makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll read this one anyway in case somebody does think that. There may be plenty of logic behind her reactions. Yeah, though, that's the thing. That's the thing I wonder. Where's the logic? Though these, making no sense. Though these reactions may be charged with stress and contention. And for goodness sake, don't tell her she's being emotional. I just say ridiculous. <laughs> well, now she knows what you mean. Because somebody will tell her. Number three, don't cross complain. Countering her bickering with your complaints won't work. If you're fighting to be heard, someone's bound to lose. It might be you. Number four, don't interrupt. I have a hard time with that one. I interrupt a lot. I interrupt a lot. I interrupt all the time. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, actively listen to whether she's using, um, kinesthetic, Mm -hmm. I feel, auditory, I hear, visual, I see, or cognitive, I think, terms, in, and respond in her language, she'll hear it more clearly. Number five, use body. Well, you know what? I, when she goes, I think you're being an asshole, okay? <laughs> Am I supposed to respond with, I think you're wrong? Sure. Cognitively, I, I disagree with you, <laughs> bitch. That's a straw man argument. Here's why. I don't need no ad hominem shit from you. Ad populum arguments just because everybody thinks I'm an asshole. Oh, God. Number five, use body language. Touch her. Not smack. Touch Lean forward and maintain eye contact to stare her down. No. Like a bear. To show you're in the moment with her. Those oh. weren't nearly as good as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. That, well, uh, that's you, know what what you, you know what you do to, say you're, to show you're in the moment? Don't say something like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, that's not good. That, that is not in the moment. No. It's some moment, but who knows? Who knows what moment that is? Um, yeah, we did that one before. Let's see. Anti-gay Christian right-wing activist. So normal Christian <laughs> says there's no proof LGBT people exist. And that's large Bluetooth people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Linda Harvey, the founder of Mission America. I love all these names. I know. Like, it's a lot better than some of our military operations. I swear to God. These people are so fucking, like, God damn it! find something else to do. Gee, fuck. 
So she says these people, the LGBT people, don't exist. She made the comment during her weekend broadcast while she was attacking the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. There are no gay people. There are just some men who enjoy sucking cock. Doesn't mean they're gay. They just like a cock every now and again. (laughs) Harvey was particularly perturbed by the GLSEN sports program which works towards creating and maintaining an athletic and physical education climate that is based on the core principles of respect, safety, and equal access for all students, teachers, and coaches, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. She said, look, expression. I'll go down on a bitch, but, you know, it doesn't mean that's where I'm going. It means that, hey, I just want some pie. Well, let's see what her failed reasoning is here. Well, it has to do with her haircut. Really? Look at her. The haircut looks all right. She looks like an angry lesbian. I don't know what that looks like. Harvey believes there is no need for such a program because, according to her, there is no proof that LGBT people exist. Harvey, here's a quote. That's why it said Harvey, and it's got the the colon. There's one big fact that is not backed up. There is no proof that there's ever anything like a gay, lesbian, or bisexual, or transgendered child, or teen, or human. One of the other things you're going to see I mention is a big campaign GLSEN is going to roll out this year calling for respect. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Not just for people, but for homosexual lifestyle. The PR campaign is going to... Oh, so the PR campaign to hold up gay as a good thing, the lifestyle, not the person, because there are no such humans. That got confusing at the end. It's confusing now. Bitch, you're crazy. Mission America's major area of focus is homosexuality from a conservative Christian viewpoint, particularly as it relates to the American youth. It also opposes the influence of pagan and feminist spirituality and proves a range of apologetics for Christianity. Linda Harvey is hateful and in denial. There are many LGBT people in the public eye who are living proof that gay people exist, like Rachel Maddow, Barney, Frank, Ellen DeGeneres, just to name a few. If you are part of the LGBT community, feel free to contact Harvey and organization to let them know that you exist. But based on quantum physics, if she doesn't see quantum mechanics, if she doesn't see gay people, they don't exist. Uh. What a bunch of dummies. I just, I just don't understand people. Like, why are you spending so much time on that? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, here's a bunch of other people that waste a shitload of their time. Not not that we're not wasting our time sitting here. Oh, no Listen kidding. to this. Fox News Facebook page got over 8,000 death threats posted on its wall after the communications director for American Atheists, Blair Scott, appeared on the network's America Live discussing the group's lawsuit hoping to stop the erection (laughs) of a crucifix (laughs) at the World Trade Center Memorial. The admins of Fox Facebook page worked furiously to delete the hateful post, but not before the atheist blogger behind one man's blog managed to capture screenshots, some of which we've reproduced below. Would you like to hear what the average American has to say? Sure. And their names are here. I'm going to read their names. And anybody that's listening, let me know if you know any of these people. Or if you are any of these people. (laughs) Paul Altum said, lowercase i, say kill them all and let them see for themselves that there is God. Bob O'Connell said, shoot them. Shoot to kill. Joe Martinez. What about shoot to thrill? Isn't that a choice? 
Only if you're from Australia and wear a schoolboy outfit. Oh, all right. Joe Martinez said to all... This is all caps, by the way. Okay. To all atheists, die and go to hell. Ha ha. If I could, it shoot all of you in the head with a 12 gauge. That's one word. It's one, two gauge. One word. Joseph Suckberg said, that's easy. Shoot them. No apostrophe, no capital hmm. T, no period. Casey M. Jones, whose icon is Pepe Le Pew, said, shoot them. At least we know where they're going. Waste of oxygen. Mike Holzcheck says, nail them to that cross, then display it. Huh. It's really tough to drive nails through reinforced steel. Mm. Chris Dunn said, I think we should hang the leader of that group on the cross with nails through their hands and feet. Place a crown of thorns on their head. Wonder where he's going with this. Ram a spear through their side after all after being whipped and beaten publicly just so they can endure what Christ did so they understand the sacrifice behind what that cross symbolizes. It's just, I, I just say it's a big plus sign. It's just being positive. <laughs> That's all. Just, hey, you know, have a great day. You know what? You know what it really is? It's a lowercase t. Yeah. That's all. It stands for trains. Or teabagging. Oh, careful now. Bob O'Connell says again, they're atheists, so it won't matter if you kill them. We're not gingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tim All Al- Allison says, kill them. Very emphatic. Got two more here. Uh, Raylene Ingmeyer, here's my solution. Kill the group. Just kidding. You figure it out. I'm so sick of people that pick and choose when they want to truly be American. They can go to hell. Oh, wait, they will. What? So I have to be Christian to be American? Didn't think you had to. We. This is a Christian nation. Yeah, but it's not on the application. Because, you know, it was it was founded by Puritans. Yeah. Which, not Yeah, they were assholes. And Cindy Clock, who spells her name with an S. S-I-N-D-Y. That's how porn stars spell it, Cindy. No, no, she's wearing her graduation cap and gown. In oh, the, in she the, graduated in, from porn college. She's wearing it for the photo shoot for the I'm porn. I'm sorry, it's porn college. Stupid atheists, I hope God kills them all. Do you realize how dumb that sentence is? Wait, what's her name? I'm going to go to Facebook right now. Cindy, S-I-N-D-Y, clock, C-L-O-C-K. That L must have been a typo. I know, huh? <laughs> So let's go. Dun, dun, dun. This is also from uh, August 8th. I've been sitting on this one for a little while. Oops. So. Hey, did you see that uh, that that stupid bullshit about, oh, Facebook's going to start charging people to use it when yeah, around again? There was something about that a while ago. Yeah, the last time there were Facebook changes. Cindy Clock. Is the picture of the Cindy Clock in there? Is she black? Yes. Let me see what you got. That's what I got. Oh, I don't know. Oh, remind me in the next break. I have a really good story for you. Okay. <laughs> Not for the show. No. <laughs> All right. No. In fact, I'm going to try and get an update on the story. Oh, okay. Right now. Um. All Your right. Then I'll then I'll been. I'll read this one. This one's funny, and I think it'll give Scott a whole lot of um audio to work with. You remember Christine O'Donnell? Yeah, she's kind of a dope. Christine O'Donnell's Amazon page bombed. With dildos. Nice. This is from August 11th. 
Readers searching for failed Delaware Senator candidate Christine O'Donnell's new book may get more than they bargained for. The book Troublemaker, Let's Do What It Takes to Make America Great Again, isn't due out until next week, so it's out now. But clever detractors have already bombed O'Donnell's Amazon.com page by associating her name with products like vibrators, sex guides, and books about witches. That's awesome. (laughs) The tagged items are clearly intended to mock O'Donnell's past statements. For example, the Hello Kitty Vibrator and Getting Off, A Woman's Guide to Masturbation, are probably a response to her stance against masturbation. You think? (coughs) Now, how do people do that? I don't know. I think you have to buy the stuff. That's funny. So buy that and buy her book. Or it's... um, Other people... Who have liked this people, book. People who have viewed this have purchased, yeah, right? And it gets maybe. recommended in the bottom, maybe. Yeah. Or there, maybe there's a way to tag it with certain words. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I've never done that. That's um, funny. A DVD of the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin is most likely making fun of her pro-abstinence views. The evil warlock costume in the book Luciferian Magic riff off her claim that she once practiced witchcraft. Amazon's guidelines do not specifically ban malicious tagging. That's what it is. You can tag the stuff. But the use of profane or obscene language inciting or spiteful tags is not allowed. Hey, you know what? You get what you deserve. And as an example of that, I say Google Santorum. Yeah. And the Republicans are at it again September 23rd, so not that long ago. Um, a Republican on Fox News said the minimum wage should be three dollars an yes, hour. Yes, he should fuck off. You, did we read this before? Yeah, I, I think we think, did something. I know like we did this something before. like it, but I think um, yeah, it's it's bullshit. It's stupid, and it's just really why give them the airtime. Well, I want to I want to read this thing here because this is part of the transcript. Okay. Script. Um, what's his name here? Republican businessman and former Senate nominee Peter Schiff claimed that the minimum wage was too high and it affected the young and poor in a negative way. Schiff even had the nerve to say, one of the most anti-poor people rules is minimum wage. Okay, so there's not much here. There's only like six or seven lines total. Schiff says, well, one of the most anti-poor people rules is the minimum wage. It keeps poor people poor. What the minimum wage does, it says that if a person that has very little skills and generally they are they're young or they're poor you can't hire them unless they can produce what, what? kilmead who's a cock and a half said right shift 725 worth of a worth of value but it's not just that it also has to compensate you for all the mandatory benefits and taxes and risks associated with hiring people kilmead says right shift says and people that have no skills it's not just worth it to hire them. Kilmeade says, Peter, I want to get through two. Uh, whatever. Schiff says, maybe a three or four dollars an hour. That's what they're worth. Well, but here's the thing. Yeah. If they don't have any skills at eight dollars an hour, they don't have those skills to do the job at three dollars an hour. No, either. but you're paying them less. Which, in all reality, you're paying less in payroll taxes. Your products will still say cost the same amount. Right. So you're your income will stay the same. Right. But You're you would pay less in yeah, yeah in all of that. your yeah, fuck this guy. Um I saw a bumper sticker the other day, and then and then we'll go to break. Um I don't know if this like crosses a line saying this or if this is insensitive or whatever, but 
I totally disagree with the bumper sticker because I think it's ignoring some very large facts. What's the bumper sticker? It was a blue bumper sticker and it had an American flag in the middle going mm-hmm. up and down. So the, the star field was on the top right. Okay. On one side, it said Navy SEALs 1. Okay. Bin Laden 0. Oh, I saw that, actually. I saw I, that. Shouldn't Bin Ladens be in the thousands Kinda, of people yeah. killed? Unless it's Navy SEALs versus Bin Laden. But I'm pretty sure he got some of those, too, even after he was dead. Yeah. I just think that that's the worst kind of bullshit, let's feel good about ourselves propaganda. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, I don't know what. It's it's like a redneck saber rattle. I don't know. I was reading a New Yorker article that sort of outlined, like, how, like, sort of went through how that, um, the raid went on that compound. Yeah. Navy SEALs are bad motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are badass. So, yeah, whatever, man. Okay. Oh yeah, no, that's. I I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to take any credit away from the Navy SEALs. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, it's a stupid bumper sticker. It's 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 just a bullshit idea just to make you know like. There's that Elizabeth Warren quote that that we'll probably read later, but that won't fit on a bumper sticker, so nobody's gonna pay attention to it. I mean, really, Twitter is. A bumper sticker generator. Yeah. So that's that's just what I... Some random thoughts I was thinking yeah. the other day. So, all right, we'll do a break here, and okay. uh, you can tell me the story. Okay. Maybe. Come on, play. Awesome. Hey, man. Love. I don't feel like going to school, no. Episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He in the hole right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys, you ready to record? <laughs> If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com.
Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Pori, and that's out. Famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. What can you expect when you download and listen to an episode of the Inside Outcast? Pretty much anything. Okay, what I think when I first hear of Pitchfork is the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. So yeah, truthiness. It has the appearance of being true without any fact behind it, <laughs> you know? You know, there's some techniques we might be able to use to help you feng shui-wise. Well, to... I'm, I'll am i try anything. Mm, yes. A mountain made out of mashed potatoes. In Jeet Kune Do, Bruce removed all the traditional posturing from his Wing Chun and incorporated the freestyle boxing that he knew and throws from Jujutsu, kicks from Taekwondo, and concepts from Tai Chi Chuan. It becomes even more evident in Aliens when they first find the last survivor and her chest burster comes out right then. Mm -hmm. And when they torch it and it falls over, it's just like a penis deflating. (laughs) (laughs) The Inside Outcast is a couple of goths discussing everything under the moon. We cover so many different topics that iTunes has no idea how to categorize us. Find us on iTunes or through geekplanetonline.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Inside Outcast, the Inside Outcast, where geek meets pop. So now I think it's time for the video segment of the show, which by that I mean I'm going to play some videos and we can listen to the audio. All right.
At the end of the show, the audio I have for the end of the show is um, it's titled Crazy Christian Thinks He Can Raise People from the Dead. Uh-huh. So that's kind of fun to listen to. That's not weird at all. So um, where to start? Hey, did you see Michelle Bachman said that we need to eliminate learn. all what, what, taxes? What did she say? But Bachman says she would eliminate all taxes. Really? How are we going to pay for firemen? Her salary. <laughs> How are we going to pay for firemen? Yeah. That's my thing. I live next to the fire department. so And the police department, right? Oh, and I tell you, the other day I walked out of my house, looked to the left, you know, just kind of, you know, looked at my van or whatever, just, you know, poking my head outside, looked to the right. And in the parking lot at the bank across the street, there was a car on fire. Wow. But it's just strange to kind of look, da 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 da, da. And then yeah, I noticed a couple of people like in front of that restaurant that's across the street from my house. Yeah. And then I look to where they're looking. And, and it, like it wasn't just smoking. <laughs> it was like a big fucking like 15 feet in the air blaze. That sounds like a like a Pink Floyd album cover type. Exactly. Moment. It was yeah. just kind of like, huh. All right, like and like it was like just before the fire department got there, uh, and like they they didn't even I mean you know the fire department is in yeah. relation to my house they didn't even put on the sirens because the sirens would have been Rah! that would have yeah. been the sirens yeah. for that trip yeah. um, they could have stretched the hoses just across the street and the first thing that went through my head wasn't oh my god there's a fucking car on fire the thing that went through my head was oh it's gonna fuck up traffic and I have to go out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, <laughs> not. I hope no one's hurt. Nothing like that. Well, you could tell by looking. I imagine. Well, yeah, and there was no one running out like yeah. on fire. That yeah. would have been fucking cool. That, I mean, not for not, them. Not really. <laughs> Shall I read this? Yeah, this chick is fucking nuts. She's she's, not she's lost. President. No, she's definitely not getting a nomination, no. which is good. Uh, crazy migraine lady Michelle Bachman befuddled the knowing class when she promised that as president she could bring gas prices down to $2 a gallon. If she keeps making miserably uninformed statements like that, she will be lucky if she's pumping gas. <laughs> Unless, of- And it's going to taste like cherry Kool-Aid. Ooh! Well, some kind of Kool-Aid from her. Fucking crazy. Of course, we, we all have very bad track records once we mention the word Kool-Aid. You know what, though? You know what? I know, huh? <laughs> if uh, if she can bring gas down to $2 a gallon, I would love to hear how she's going to do it. Yeah. Okay? Which is what Bush should have done when he went into Iraq, which was the fucking reason we were supposed to be there. Oh, no. no we were hunting take the terrorists. Oil. That's what yeah. we were doing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Unless, of course, Michelle Bachman is running for president of OPEC. The price Americans pay at the pump is directly tied to the crude oil market, an intricate global system largely beyond the reach of Washington. That's that's why shit doesn't happen. Right. But the Daffy Republican presidential candidate, where am I getting this from before I get too far? Oh, Addicting Info. This is written by Michael Hain. Um, but the Daffy Republican presidential candidate delved even further into the fact-free fantasy realm of Tea Party fiction at Thursday night's Republican presidential debate. When she proposed the elimination of all taxes, but then added that the government did need some money to run. You earned every dollar. You should get to keep every dollar that you earned, said Bachman. That's your money. That's not the government's money. While it's painfully obvious that the congresswoman is shamelessly playing to the Tea Party wing, the only wing now, Mm -hmm. of the Republican Party in order to draw attention away from Romney and Perry, in doing so she overlooks several key basic elements of democratic functionality as well as belied her very own actions. But let's start with the latter of the two since it involves hypocrisy, a Republican favorite pastime. 
Much like her idiot sister from another mother in Alaska. <laughs> wow. Her sister from another mister. Bachman. I like that. Like that? Bachman is leading is a leading recipient of dirty taxpayer money. A little while ago, the Washington Post revealed that Bachman took out $417,000 in federally subsidized loan from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to help purchase a luxury house, even as she was shrieking for the mortgage giants to be dismantled. Wow. I didn't know that. Crazy bitch. But that certainly didn't stop the female overlord of Kukistan <laughs> from taking out the maximum possible loan from those programs to finance her family's move into a lavish twenty, uh, sorry, 5,200-square-foot home on a golf course. That's weird. Who would who would want to live on a golf course? I don't know. Not someone in a glass house, I'll tell you that. After all, one simply cannot read the Bible without encountering all the passages about Jesus being an avid golfer. <laughs> wow. I like this guy. Okay. So now we've covered the glaring contradictions. Now let's take time to look at a take a very basic look at the Constitution and how America has been functioning over the past 235 years. The powers of taxation are expressed quite clearly in the 16th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, as far as the government only needing some money to run. We are not Somalia, even Bachman wants us to be. Even if Bachman wants us to be. Sorry. <laughs> we are an advanced first world nation of more than 200 million people with complex social, financial, and government institutions. We can most certainly argue on the size and scope of government, what areas of society deserve more attention over others, but to flatly say that government can exist on a few extra dollars is lunacy. When Bachman calls for the elimination of taxes, she's referring to the capital gains tax while not touching the $600 billion in tax money spent on the military. I guess Donald Trump is going to foot the bill for the next useless piece of military apparatus. Michelle also wouldn't want to touch any of the billions of tax dollars that were used to bail out the banks on Wall Street. In short, I have a much better solution. Cut all congressional and Senate salaries in half and make them pay for all medical services just like we do. In the meantime, I think it's time for another migraine pill. Yeah, I definitely agree that uh, they get paid way too much to do nothing. Chick is nuts. All they really do, don't they? They get paid to sit around and talk to lobbyists and take gifts and yeah. kickbacks and campaign for more money. And then every once in a while, they'll... Pass a bill or write something up? <laughs> oh, wait, no, they don't, because there would have been a Republican jobs bill out if they actually <laughs> did that stuff. Yeah, you can't eliminate taxes, baby. We need police and fire departments. So. And roads and, like, yeah. you know, emergency phone lines and shit. Chick be bugging. Oh, my God. So let's go to Rush Limbaugh. We haven't touched oh, on man. him in a while. He's a fat fuck. Rush Limbaugh. Compassion. Most disastrous word. And this has, the reason I have this up here is because Rush Limbaugh is a big fat idiot. And it has three videos that I wanted to, I wanted to touch on. Each one's about a minute long. Because they disgust me. All of them. I seem to remember a time, who wrote this? Wendy Gittleson. I seem to remember a time not that long ago when conservatives tried to convince us that they were nice people. In fact, just over a decade ago, our last president ran with the motto, Compassionate Conservatism. Even then, it sort of felt like a ruse, but he had such a convincing way of telling us that No Child Left Behind really was about children, or that his faith-based initiatives weren't just a way of bringing us one step closer to a theocracy. <laughs> a fucking asshole that guy was. Yeah. 
just the face faith based initiatives that right. that alone makes me want to clear the brush off the top of his head. And by that I mean give him a haircut, right? Make him look like a big egghead. Not cut his head off. No, no. There's no Sharia law here. <laughs> Damn, because I realized who I would have been threatening, <laughs> and I don't mean it. Well, the veil has been lifted. <clears throat> Earlier this month, a conservative debate audience cheered the death penalty. Here it is. Governor Perry, a question about Texas. Um, uh, your state has executed 234 death row inmates, more than any other governor in modern times. Have you, have you struggled to sleep at night um, uh, uh, with the idea that any one of those might have been uh, innocent? No, sir, I've never struggled with that at all. The state of Texas has a uh, very thoughtful, a very clear process in place of which when someone commits the most heinous of crimes against our citizens. They get a fair hearing. They go through an appellate process. They go up to the Supreme Court of the United States if that's required. But in the state of Texas, if you come into our state and you kill one of our children, you kill a police officer, you're involved with another crime and you kill one of our citizens, you will face the ultimate justice in the state of Texas, and that is you will be executed. What do you make of that? So what did that poor mentally disabled guy do that Bush executed? I don't know. All right, anyway. A week later, a debate crowd cheers the idea that society should let an uninsured man die. Well, that's what he gets for being uninsured. Yeah, right. I got a little bit. Uh, I, before I get to Michelle Bachman, I want to just, you're a physician, Ron Paul, so you're a doctor. You know something about this subject. Let me ask you this hypothetical question. A healthy 30-year-old young man has a good job, makes a good living, but decides, you know what? I'm not going to spend 200 or $300 a month to, for health insurance because I'm healthy. I don't need it. But, you know, something terrible happens. Uh, he, all of a sudden, he needs it. Who's going to pay for if he goes into a coma, well, for example? In a, in a who, society, who pays for that? In a society that you accept welfareism and socialism, he expects the government to take care well, of it. What do him. you want? But what he should do is whatever he wants to do and assume responsibility for himself. My advice to him would have a major medical policy, but not before. But he doesn't have that. He doesn't have it, and, he's, and he, needs, he needs intensive care for six months. Who pays? That's what freedom is all about, taking your own risk. This whole idea that you have to prepare and take care of everybody... But, Congressman, are you saying the society should just let him die? No. Really? This is where we're going? Yeah, that's fucked up. He's a fucking doctor. Yeah. His, the guy that ran his campaign, no insurance, died due to complications from pneumonia. Yeah. No insurance. He, he died. Got no help. The family has $400,000 in medical bills. That sucks. Now, here's the thing. Ron Paul does not provide insurance for people. And these are the only two I know, to be fair. But Obama and Clinton provided health insurance for all of their people that worked, like, full-time for them. Yeah. Just saying. Now, here's one that really, really gets me because it was, uh... Have you seen this one? No. The next week, they boo a soldier serving in Iraq because he dared ask about Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Seriously. This question. 
question stirred up a whole lot of wanna, controversy online. It comes <laughs> from Stephen Hill, who is a soldier serving in Iraq. In 2010, when I was deployed to Iraq, I had to lie about who I was because I'm a gay soldier and I didn't want to lose my job. My question is, under one of your presidencies, do you intend to circumvent the progress that's been made for gay and lesbian soldiers in the military? Yeah. I, I... And that's Rick Santorum that was given that question. What was his response? He said that... Um, Basically, what I got out of his response was that the people that were around and serving when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed would be grandfathered in, but he would reinstate it. Oh, my God. So fucking dumb. My problem. I just don't understand why they waste so much time on shit like that. My problem with the whole thing is if, if I booed a soldier four years ago. I was a fucking traitor to the United States. What? This is a soldier serving yeah. in Iraq, booed by American people. They're not traitors. They're not. That's fucked up. They're not. They're not exactly what they claimed we were when Bush was in office. You know what Fuck it is, those guys. You, you know. You know what it is. My brother-in-law, Jared. Okay, yeah. just went into the Marines. Right. So I asked him. I'm like, Jared, how, how do you how do you feel? You know. Gay servant in the military. He looked at me like it was the dumbest question. In the it world. is the dumbest question. He, he looks at me. He's just no like, offense to you. He's like, I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> he doesn't. You know. It's it's like you know what? I I really think that it's the it's the old guard that gives a shit. No, like people it's going the in. old people. Well, that's the thing. Like that. That's what I mean. It's like like pe- people. I I think sort of just a bit older than us yeah. are the ones making a big fuss about this. It's like dudes. Shut the fuck up. And anybody else is just like, you know what? We've got other shit to worry about. Okay. There are bigger problems. It's blowing up all over the place. Okay. I don't give a shit what they're doing in their off time. Just it's a waste of time. Yeah. I don't don't get why people. Santorum said that sex has no, it it doesn't have a place in in the military. that, That it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Sex doesn't matter. It does, though. I mean, it really does, because you can't be a woman, and there's some jobs that women can't do based on, you know, strength or whatever. It used to be like that. Now, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at. I don't know enough to go further into that. It's like, come on, just... There's better stuff to work on here. Yeah, never mind what I just said. There's other more important issues. So shut the fuck up and yeah. move on with the business at hand. Why is it? And you know what the thing is, though? They never talk about women. It's always guys. All the all the, the guys are always talking about gay guys. Why you know, is it? Cause what's a, wrong with the lesbians? Because girl on girl is hot. Why don't they want to hate on lesbians? Because who? Because they'll beat them up. <laughs> girl on girl is hot. Unless they're ugly lesbians. Who wants that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> We came so far in that oh, conversation. We're going to get phone calls on that one. Probably not. Okay, then we say, just when you think the last possible stone is dropped from the party of mean, it gets even worse. On today's show, Rush Limbaugh, the de facto, oh, I thought that's a de facto leader of the Republican Party, declared a single word to have, quote, had the most disastrous, disastrous effect on the advancement of everybody in this culture. That word, the one so freely embraced by his party just a decade ago, is the word compassion. He goes on to say, 
The crap that's been done in the name of compassion in this country has robbed people of their dignity, of their chance, of their opportunity at their own greatness in using their own ambition and desire. I need to hear how, like, the inflection on that, because that shit don't make sense. He's a fat We don't have a shortage of finances in this country. We don't have a shortage of revenue. There's not not the fact that not enough money is being raised. We've got a spending problem out the wazoo, and the spending that's taking place in large measure, majority portion of it, is being wasted. Being spent to destroy the lives of people. What? How oh, that Mr. Limbaugh, how can money spent on people destroy the life of them? Because it robs them of their initiative. It robs them of motivation. It robs them of inspiration. It robs them of desire. What twisted logic? You give them just enough <laughs> to get by, and they live their lives in constant anger and rage. And so you keep feeding that rage by telling them their conditions are because he the Republicans don't care enough about it or what have you. You can tell. They constantly vote Democrat, and that's how you destroy a country. It's how you destroy a culture. It's how you destroy a great society. You let the Democrats and a bunch of liberals run it. Nah, see, it's not about the money. If I had to say one <laughs> word that has had the most disastrous effect. Oxycontin. <laughs> on the advancement of everybody in this culture, that word would Religion. be compassion. Sugar-free. The crap Non-fat. that's been done in the name of compassion in this country has robbed people of their dignity of their chance, of their opportunity at their own greatness, and using their own ambition and desire, it has taken it from them. It has made them not have to use any of that. We have lowered the expectations of so many Americans, because that's the way liberals look at people, as incompetent and incapable anyway. Well, there you are a good example. As far as liberal Democrats are concerned, the stupider you are, the better off for them. Well, no, I'm the actually better off for them. The better off for them. The less you have, the better education. off for them. He doesn't make any sense. The more hate-filled no, you are, the better off for them. All of the rotten human characteristics that exist, they profit from. That's because we get to make ads against Republicans. I got a, I got a great email here during the break from a subscriber. I, is, uh, I gotta hear this. By the way, speaking of that, let's see if it you cuts probably off. have noticed that we have upgraded our website. That's it. That's done. Oh man! You know he doesn't. He remember how, remember how he used to factor into the show during the campaign and the first like year or so of uh, Obama's he's just presidency. Crazy fucking now. It doesn't. He's... Yeah, him and like Glenn Beck is off the fucking radar as All far right. as I'm concerned. I don't hear like jack shit from him and his yeah. web show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So let's go with the Elizabeth Warren. Thing. Same old, same old bullshit. Let me uh, let me call up my page here so I can just take a look and read the quote before Megan Kelly or whatever the fuck her name is gets a hold of it and fucks it all up. Um, hold on, I'm gonna scroll down to there. Okay, you still have scroll bars? Did you not upgrade? I thought you upgraded the line. I don't have the, the trackpad. Oh yeah, cut it out. <laughs> she said. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who's got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want it to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads that the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You were safe in your factory because the police forces and fire forces 
that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry about the uh, worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward to the next kid who comes along. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, it makes perfect sense. I'm voting for her. Because she's running for Senate here. So. Want to hear what Fox had to say about it? Yeah, what they say? Well, we have this Barbie doll here that's going to talk about it. Great. What's her name? I don't even know. Oh, buffering. So, let me just reload the page. I had it. I had the thing sitting here for a little while. Yeah. So, it's one of those things. Well, new reaction today to some comments by Democratic Senate candidate Elizabeth Warren. She's the longtime consumer advocate and Harvard professor, now challenging Massachusetts Republican Scott Brown for his seat. Warren touching a nerve in a message that is making the rounds and how. In it, she challenges the idea that raising taxes on the rich amounts to class warfare. This is becoming sort of the the response to that argument now by progressives. Warren says, quote, that's not what she's saying. She's not saying that raising taxes on the rich amounts to class warfare. That would actually even it out. Not raising taxes on the rich. The Republicans fighting against raising the taxes on the rich right. is class warfare. So she's already wrong, and we are 26 seconds into it. There is- Sorry, hold on. Nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there? Good for you. But I want to be clear. You moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything in your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Kirsten Powers is a columnist for the Daily they Beast. Left the and rest Jonah of Goldberg it off. is editor at large for the National Review Online. Both are Fox News contributors. Thank you both so much for being here. This is so interesting to me because it seems like, Kirsten, when you hear this online, progressives are giddy about this because while the message itself may not be new, she's crystallized it in a way. She's gotten it down to this pithy little soundbite that can be sort of understood by everyone in a way that? that at some level speaks to them. Yeah, well, I think that they also feel that a lot of times... Uh, liberals or Democrats will sort of shrink away from arguing aggressively for why we need uh, to raise taxes on on certain people, and that she, she Elizabeth Warren clearly has no problem. I mean, she's just making the argument that uh, you have a benefit from starting a company in the United States versus, say, you know, Rwanda, for example, or a lot of other countries, frankly, that aren't as bad as Rwanda. You know, that you, you there is a real benefit of being here, of having educated people, of having, you know, a functioning government, of having a you know, stable, stable government, having roads, having all these different things. And um, that costs money. And, and so, Jonah, she's sort of trying to take on the Republicans on their own argument by saying, you want to talk fairness? This is It is fair for the government to take more of your money because it's really not your money. Or at least you wouldn't have gotten That's it if it hadn't been for the collective society's money. Does that work? I mean, it may work with the progressives. Does that work with the independents and the, and the Republicans? I, I, I hope not. It certainly doesn't work with me. Uh, you know, look, it seems to me that 
where what Warren says, some of it is true, and where it's not true, it's just patently silly. Uh, you know, Kirsten brings up Rwanda. Silly. I don't know that many Republicans are arguing for the social mo- social and economic model of Rwanda. Yeah, fuck you, dude. You could have the exact same argument that she's making about the social contract under Calvin Coolidge's administration. No conservatives is against is police and fire departments. But the idea that somehow because there's a social contract that you can't have class warfare is a complete non sequitur. It makes no sense. She's basically just saying that uh, we need to raise taxes even more on people, on the segment of society that is paying the lion's share of at least income taxes already. <coughs> and there's nothing in what she says that makes that case. She's just st- stating the obvious, and people are hearing what they want to hear in it. What do you think about it, Kirsten? Because we are talking now about taxing more uh, of the rich. You know, President Obama wants to raise the taxes on, on, the, on millionaires and the so-called rich. Mm-hmm. You know, even people making above 250 might, might have to pay more. Uh, at, at what point do you draw the line? Because, you know, you could get to the point now, we already have a federal tax rate that's 35% for the, for the you know, wealthiest people, 35%. Right. And you add in state taxes and local taxes, you're talking over 50% in cities like New York. Bullshit. In the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area alone. And remind, you know, other places in the country. Mm-hmm. At, at what point would Elizabeth Warren be satisfied with taxes? You know, at what point did, did progressives want to draw the line? Well, I think everybody has a different line, but you have to also remember when you hear when you hear those those rates, that isn't usually what the rate that they end up paying. You know, they, there are a lot of loopholes, there are a lot of deductions, and, and so there's a lot of people. But those are only um, for the people who was, have investments. No, like the people with investments get the get, get the capital gains rate at fifteen percent. But if you're just straight income, you have to pay that straight income tax. Yeah, but the thing is, people are always talking about, oh, well, you know, there's all these people in the country that don't pay taxes, pe- working class people who don't pay taxes. A lot of them aren't paying it because of the earned income tax credit or because of child tax credit. So they actually would be paying, but they're getting tax credits back. And it's the same thing where you have, um, I think in 2009, there was almost 1,500 millionaires who didn't pay any taxes. The top 400 earners right. in the country have a, a tax rate of about 18%, which is far less you know, than the 35% that you just talked about, and far less than it was in the 1990s. It was 30%. So, you know, I guess At I kind of just disagree that the, that the rich are just suffering so much. Um, I think that they actually are in a pretty good position, and there are a lot of um, credits and loopholes that benefit them. And um, look, I would love to have low taxes for everybody, Megan. I'm, it's not that I love raising taxes on people. It's just that we actually have a major problem with uh, the deficit, and it's not. We're not going to get there without raising taxes. It's going to be raising taxes and cutting spending. Joan, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I mean, everything Kirsten says is perfectly defensible. Although I'm sure we would disagree about what the right tax rates are. But again, it has nothing to do with what Elizabeth Warren is saying. What Elizabeth Warren is simply saying is that because we have this social contract, we have an open-ended and an infinite obligation to pay whatever tax rates people who talk about the social contract say we should. That, those same, that same factory owner that she's talking about pays the salaries of all of, the, all of his workers who then pay taxes on all of that stuff, too. When it comes to a practical, when the practical question at hand has nothing to do with this sort of dorm room bong session talk, it has to do with what is the best tax what? code, best tax system to, to get the most results. And I, I probably agree with Kristen that we should have a reformed tax code and get rid of some of these loopholes. But to listen to the progressives talk about it, they make it sound as if rich people aren't paying taxes right now. And that's just nonsense. Yeah. That's, that's exactly All right, guys, got to run. Good debate. Thank you both saying. so much, Kirsten and Jonah. Thanks, I do. Megan. Well, better take your lunch. Shut up, bitch. Isn't that pretty much what everybody's wanna... saying? Is that they need to pay their fair share. They have the Bush tax cuts that were ex- extended. Exactly. Exactly. He, they're not talking about raising the taxes. They just should stay. Roll they should back say, the cuts. let's restore taxes to where they were. Right. 
back when the country was in right. good shape. I mean, and I mean, let's let, let's be honest. Whether they're getting tax breaks because of capital gains or anything like that, or just you know finding loopholes based on their income and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, offshore. They yeah, exactly. You know, they're they're moving money. They invest it in the stuff, or or they just quite frankly have the resources to sit down and with someone and say, hey, excuse me, find me the best freaking. Write-offs and, and deals in, and stuff in like the that. rare occasion too. There's people that just fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, because who hasn't said, "Oh yeah, so, I donated that much money." But to here, the, uh, here's the thing, the though. Charity. Like, Warren isn't completely right. She's not completely wrong, and right. what anybody is saying isn't completely right or completely wrong. No, because okay? the one detractor, the dude there, he was. Like all over the place. He didn't really say. He wasn't making any. He didn't sense. really say anything. None of them really said anything. And that's the that, that that's the problem. Okay. The problem is that is just well, there's that, and then you get these talking heads who don't really say anything. You've got politicians who really, you know what? They may have gotten into politics wanting to help. Okay, but you I, know where they I are now. I honestly think half of politicians got in to make money. I think so too. Okay, I don't, I don't try Republicans and Democrats. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. none of them have any fucking backbone to say what really needs to happen because they're all thinking about okay, the next election. Yeah, that's all they're thinking about. So I'm really, I'm really, really cynical about it all. Yeah. Okay, quite frankly, you know what? Obama's going to get reelected, but yeah. you know what? I'll be honest with you, I don't expect any any major changes. Okay, no. Um, if a Republican gets elected. I'll be honest with you. I don't think my life's going to change very much, better or worse. Okay, I think a lot of people's would though. With with this crazy shit they're saying, and the control they have, I think they they might. I think Warren has an advantage though because she can run against Scott Brown's record, which is which is minimal at best. You know, yeah. she will prob she, she will probably win. I hope so. She'll probably win. I like every time I see her somewhere, I like that she just says what, like, okay. she'll answer a fucking question. Right. She's a Democrat. I hope she doesn't do the whole, like, you know, trying to win back Ted Kennedy's seat. I hope they. I hope she doesn't no, know that. Stay route. away. I from haven't that. heard I, that yet. I, I as I was as I was going through this and, and researching for the show, and I realized that that's his old seat. I'm like, she's a, a good one for being in there because Kennedy was just like, fuck it, this is what I have to say. But that's the thing. It's it's. I mean. It's not his seat. It's the seat he held for, you know, four years know, or whatever it was. But but it would be wrong of her to even suggest that or for that to yeah, even come up. But she hasn't. So No, and that which I think is good because yeah. that's a cop out and it's bullshit. Yeah. I guess anyway, I, but the thing is though, I mean, I had this conversation with my father, right? Cuz you know, yeah. cuz my father's pretty Republican. Hmm. And um, we go back and forth, you know, then I say, you know, Palin's a clown and Romney's an idiot and right. the Republicans really don't have anybody. No, they don't. Okay. They're trying to get Chris Christie. And I'll they be do. honest. I'll be honest. I've liked a couple of the things that he said, like um, Sharia law. That's just idiotic that anybody would think that Muslims aren't the problem. It's the extreme ones right. on, the, on the fringes. I'm like, oh, I agree I with that. You've, you've got extreme, it's extreme fundamentalist Christians, too. Yeah. So, But then you look at the guy and... Ever since the the was it the Kennedy Nixon debate, looks win an election. I think looks play a lot into it. Yeah, but you know, Christie against Obama. 
I mean, that's that's a Nixon Kennedy thing where you get the one flop sweat dude over there, and then the one keeping his cool like a fucking Vulcan. Yeah, well, I mean, I Christy should stay in New Jersey and just finish getting the state back in shape. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I mean, Obama's gonna win. Unless, no, unless no, something nobody. really Ooh, bad happens. They have nobody. No, I'm just saying, unless something really bad happens. Rick Perry is a fucking ass clown. No, no. Do you know what would fuck up Obama? Hmm. Okay. If, you know, well, everybody's watching X Factor or American <laughs> Idol, yeah. everything cuts in. Okay. You know, like, like, like in the old, you know, movies where the bad guy takes over all the oh, TV yeah. channels yeah. and it's Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. You miss motherfuckers. You got my brother. Or he comes back with, like, a cyborg eye. Exactly. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Or it's just some dude holding his head in a jar and, the, like, the head's talking. That's probably the only <laughs> thing that'll fuck up Obama. Okay? And if Obama does not get reelected, really, I'm putting up a, 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 a video on YouTube that's an open message to Barack Obama that is, how do you fuck this up? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So it's it's I mean that that's the thing but I but on this by that same token though um I've been disappointed in his presidency hmm. okay I didn't Thanks. expect miracles but I also didn't expect the level of opposition that he got I did expect the level of opposition but you know what I expected him to have a pair when he had both the house and the senate and to just say you know fuck you we're going to get shit done I honestly think that was a lot of his advisors saying oh we don't want to look like the republicans well, we you know, be but, nice. but, but but you know and what he should have fired those exactly people. exactly he's yeah. the one who has the final word they're advisors yeah. okay oh yeah he should go well you know what fuck them yeah. So it's still it's still his fault. It 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 the buck stops there. So yeah, I, exactly. I and I, I and and I'm disappointed. Nothing there's really nothing that's changed. Yeah. I cannot bring myself to vote for whoever is going to win the Republican primary though. Oh god no. No, I'm not at that point. No. But it'll be it, what'll be really interesting is like his second term, quite frankly, I think will be more than more of the same. The only thing that'll be great about it is that it won't be a Republican. Yeah. But the so that'll be 2012, so in 2016, okay? Inevitably, that, it will switch hands. Right. 2016 is when the Republicans are going to win. And because, the scary because Hillary, part, Hillary won't get elected. She'll the, get the nomination, mm, but she won't win. The scary thing at that point is how, how far to the right will they be? Like, they've gone, like, miles to the right from where they used to be. And the thing is, though, for the 2016 election, they can still be that far right because... They're going to have Hillary, who's going to be painted as someone who's so far to the left. Okay, so which really, actually then would be just a little right of center. I mean, right now, start start looking at junior senators from you know, mm. fucking Nebraska or something like that. Yeah, because that's where you're going to get your your Republican nominee for 2016. Yeah, you're probably it's probably going to be somebody a, you don't. It's, it's going to be somebody that hasn't even been elected exactly. Yet. Because none of these guys, um, who was the guy that, that, that looks like um, the new guy on The Office? He, he wrote up the uh, their um, financial plan know. and Ryan? I don't know. I don't know. But he, it's, he's, it's, he's nobody, it's nobody they we were know gonna, of now. They were going to go with nobody. Bobby Jindal for a little while. Right. It's like, so, come on. Right. So, so 2016 is the race to look at because that's where it's going to be interesting. Hillary won't get elected, though, so it'll be a Republican president in 2016. It could be. She won't but, win. But general, but she might not run. She'll, she'll definitely run. I don't know. She will. I guarantee you she'll run. 
Well, she'll run, but because would she she's, win the primary, though? She'll That's win the, the primary. Thing. I don't know because it who, depends. It who, depends. Who, who who else would the the Democrats run? Well, that's the thing. It's going to be somebody we don't know yet. Just like with the Republicans, somebody. But you know what? You know, nobody you know nobody knew who Obama was during Bush's first term. I mean, that much we know. You know what? Though so. she's it, it's she's the next one. It's not. It's not. It's not like a sign up list. Yes, it is. I don't think I don't because think because of her her high stature in the party. Eh. Okay, there's going to be a lot of a, a lot of just saying, okay, you know what? Let's let's see how you do. It's your turn. Give but it a she shot. could be smart enough to look at it and say, oh, I won't win. What's the point? No, I don't know. No, we'll I don't, see. I can't picture her saying she wouldn't win. We'll see. I want to. So, I want to hear from my least favorite comedian for a second. Boy and politicians are now yes, right in the middle of the presidential not, not, race not Bill in 2012. Chris Christie and mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. Joining us now from Grand Rapids, Michigan, to explain the purveyor of DickMorris.com, Mr. Morris. Sorry, you heard the Christie uh, debate. What say you? Do you think he's going to run? Who is this guy? No, I don't think he's going to run, and I'm sick and tired of his teasing the United oh, I hate States. His voice. I think that he should either cut bait or fish. He should put up or shut up. Uh, he should stop this BS of waltzing around the issue. See, that's and the problem. Being so is the Republican Party, they're all mad And just get up other. there and yeah. say, if nominated, I refuse to run. If elected, like I refuse sh- to run. This guy serve. should just Sherman. be saying, does he you know what? If he does, he does. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Yes. Candidates can't raise enough, can't raise money. Uh, people are not focusing on the message enough. Who Everybody's rooting guy? for the man who Dick isn't Morris there. Is a, and this entire nominating race has been overshadowed by people seems like one who self indulgently really floated their name, basked in the adulation, and then said, oh, no, thanks. Him. We had three months of Donald Trump. We had mon- one month of Mitch Daniels. We had Mike Huckabee. We have Sarah Palin running all over the country in buses, pretending she's sort of maybe not running. Yeah, now, what's Chris up with Christie that does what every she's governor of New Jersey does. He gives a foreign policy address at the Reagan Library. Uh, come on. Uh, we have a bunch of candidates there who are real people who are running. Do them the service of paying attention to them. And if you're no, not going to run, it. get out of the way. Do you think voters would hold it against Christie in New Jersey and other states as well if he did run after saying he wasn't going to and bailed on the state after less than two years as governor? Do you think that that would be yeah, held against Palin. him as some voters yeah, held it against well Sarah it Palin, who resigned? Yeah, and earned her millions of dollars. Moscow. It worked very well. Well, the history Didn't is it? on the side of running. Uh, Bill Clinton promised the voters of Arkansas in 1990 to serve out his term, and he carried Arkansas when he ran. Um, it would be three years into his governorship. Three he was years? elected in okay, 09. Yeah, and it's a four-year governorship. The other point is he's probably not going to get reelected in New Jersey. It's a Democratic state. No, I think he will, but after, I think he will get reelected. And um, after a Republican is... After a Republicans elected no, in 12, the dude that which takes they helicopters will, to 13 his, his will be probably a Democratic <laughs> year. Uh, so he, they're right when they said the lightning's there. Draft at the convention can happen, Bill, because those delegates are instructed by law to vote for the primary winner. And they don't have what? the freedom to leave it. So you're telling me that if they get and they're deadlocked and they don't like the candidates that are uh, on there, that they can't go another place at the convention? I, I believe they can. I mean, there's on some a, kind of on a procedure. Second. Enough of this. I want to skip ahead here and see. It looks like a Saturday Night Live skit, doesn't yeah, no. it? It's really weird looking. I don't like that guy at all. God, I wish Bill Clinton could run again. This has absolutely nothing to do with what it says. I know. 
presidential race of 2000. The top of it says Her- Dennis Miller endorses Herman Cain. And it's that fat guy talking to this idiot. Yeah. Oh, well. Good good job labeling your videos, Fox News. Nice. <sighs> Let's see what we got here. Um, Want to do a break? Sure. All right. I don't, I don't remember the last time we did one, but um, here we go. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think the Cicerese is a guy and the Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. Fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film, and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune in to Mel Arbor Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out.
with me through the dark side of cinema in the Dark Hours Horror Podcast. Find it at thedarkhours.net. Terror has no shape. It's far beyond anything your mind fucking hate living here yeah and i've known you for how long and you haven't fucking moved so put up a shut up i you know what one way (laughs) flights are 150 dollars yeah and homelessness is free exactly what would you do once you got out there i don't know whatever i would do though i would be warm yeah but you know what i would enjoy the weather in three to four years 60 would be cold to you. Okay. When the fuck would I care? When it gets cold. There's a spider on the... uh... That's good. Yeah, I have 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 family that when they come here um, and it's like 50, they're like bundled up in blankets and stuff and I'm walking around in fucking shorts. I wouldn't come back. Fuck it. No, but you you would be cold. Okay. In the winter. It would still affect your body the same way. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. No, it wouldn't. After five years there, it would. No, it wouldn't. I kind of know what I'm talking about. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. No. Yep. Moving on. This one fucking kills me. Andrew Breitbart. The the fuck is this dude? Biggest asshole on the face of the planet. Wow. Seriously. Like, if there's a Republican mouthpiece that I hate more. Who is this guy? Um, you know what? I guess it would be fair to look him up and give a description. Let me, uh, let me, uh, type his name in here. He's the first one that comes up. If I could fucking spell it close to correct. He's an American publisher, commentator for the Washington Times, an occasional guest commentator on various news programs who has served as an editor to the Drudge Report website. He just loves the sound of his own voice. Yeah. He was a researcher for Arianna Huffington and helped launch uh, the Huffington Post, which is interesting. Um, Let me see. Let's go to controversies. Anthony Weiner. Breitbart posted a sexually explicit photo on his big journalism website of the New York representative Anthony Weiner obtained through Weiner's Twitter account. Initially, Weiner denied we know that fucking bullshit story. 
Uh, Shirley Sherrod, remember her? He was the one that cut up the speech to make it sound like she was uh, racist. And then later you find out that really what she said wasn't what she really said. Um, Breitbart was also involved in the 2009 Acorn video controversy. Uh, Hannah Giles posed as a prostitute seeking assistance while James O'Keefe portrayed her boyfriend and clandestinely videotaped meetings with Acorn staff. Subsequent criminal investigations by the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office of California Attorney General found the videos were heavily edited in an attempt to make Acorn responses, quote, appear more sinister yeah, blah, blah, and contributed blah. So to he's the a group's demise. Bag. Yes, he of the highest order. Okay, so that sort of puts him in perspective, Breitbart, as this quote does, too. Conservatives outnumber liberals, and we have the guns. Ooh, wow, that's so threatening, you fucking cocksucker. God yeah. damn, like, why do people waste their fucking time on this shit? Why would you just fucking why go would you solve say a that? goddamn problem, you piece of shit? Speaking to a Massachusetts Tea Party group recently, which it just saddens my heart to know that there's a Tea Party fringe in Massachusetts, and not the cool kind. Um, Conservative blogger Andrew Breitbart made some comments that are raising eyebrows online this week, telling the small gathering of Republicans that he sometimes wants to, quote, fire the first shot. Well, he could if he was... There's going to be a big fucking armed revolution with the conservatives. Oh, shut the fuck up, you... He can fire the first shot as, as long as he's checking to make sure that the barrel's not obstructed. Oh, my God. He's going to shoot a shot into his own face. He says, I'm under attack all the time. He says, they call me gay. There are death threats. There are times when I'm not thinking as clearly as I should. And in those unclear moments, I always think to myself, fire the first shot. Bring it on because I know who's on our side. They can only win. A- you know what? Let's just play the fucking video. Oh, what a fuck like it. Guys, guys, just a fucking. Sorry, I I must say, in in my non-strategic, because I'm under attack all the time. If you see it on Twitter, the tolerant call me gay. I mean, it's just, it's just like they're they're vicious, the death threats and everything. And so there are times where I'm not thinking as clearly as I should, and in those unclear moments, I always think to myself. Fire the first shot. Bring it on. Because I know who's on our side. And they know that. They can only win a rhetorical and a propaganda where they cannot win. We outnumber them in this country. and we have That's the not true. So they, uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> they talk to me in game, but they will not cross that line because they know what they're dealing with. And I have people who come up to Wait, so what he just said, and I just want to make this clear, is they won't cross that line. They won't kill anyone. That's a line that, like, you have to worry about crossing. I don't even think about that when I enter into an argument with a person. Do you? No, this guy, I just, you know what? It's all, it's all bullshit. All this, you know what? On, on both sides, they're all just fucking talking heads. You know what? You're all so goddamn fucking smart. Go out and solve a fucking problem. Oh, I see. We have a new phrase for you. Military. What? Major name solve, a solve a problem. Solve a problem. Fucking go, cocksucker. You doing? We've got your back. And so. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, teach a ninja to read so, or something. They understand that. These are the unspoken things we know. They know. They know who's on their side. They've got Janine Garofalo. We are freaked out by that. 
Fucking shut him up. Oh no, I want to play the rest of this. They are the bullies on the playground. And they're starting to realize what if we were to fight back? What if we were to slap back? You know, these union thugs, these public sector union thugs. I'm just waiting. (laughs) Bring it on. Fucking. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this Trump guy. I'm sick of this John Sweeney. I'm sick of the SEIU. I'm sick of them going to people's homes, executives' homes, and showing up, and the media not saying, you don't think there's a problem with that? Katie Kirk, what if we went to Katie Kirk's house? What if the Tea Party showed up in Katie Kirk's house and scared the living crap out of her teenage kids? And that's what they do because they know that the mainstream media won't cover it. And so... There's just a part of me that wants them to walk over that line. What a dick. I just don't fucking get it. Like, like yeah. you have one, like you're not making any fucking point. You're talking to people who are going to agree with you fucking anyways, you stupid cunt. Yeah, he's like, not making any sense. What the fuck are you – why are you wasting your time? I don't know, but I just don't fucking get it. You you want to talk about oh, stuff that so the that fucking the, annoying. You want to talk about stuff the mainstream media is not covering that should be covered? How about all the people that are doing the Occupy Wall Street protest march, a peaceful march to just protest uh, the bullshit that Wall Street's doing? What is it going to accomplish? This one is different. Women are being arrested and maced on the street by the police. Uh huh. Why? What are they doing? You're absolutely right. There's stand that that's why I got a little okay. agitated. I just this is different. But what the fuck is the point of the march? It's it's it it gives them a sense that like what is the point of the show? It gives it, us a sense that we're actually trying to do something or speaking out against something we don't like. It gets me out of the house. I do it for the reason <laughs> I stated. You do it because you don't want to be at my house. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's People are being arrested. People are protesting um, the 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 actions that the banks are taking once they were deregulated, which I guess they have the right to do if they're deregulated. But still, you know, you can't bundle shitty stuff together and say it's A plus and sell it to people. That still is illegal. But people are being physically assaulted and hurt. While exercising the, their freedoms, and no network is covering this. I agree. That's they should cover it. Shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why no one is talking about this. Now they said it. Would they were maced? But I, I think they were pepper sprayed. I don't think that the police would mace somebody in the face. Yeah. But there's there's blogs out there with with pictures of people being just brutalized by New York police. I don't. I don't understand. And I read the other day that there are police that are refusing to go to work now. They won't arrest people. Okay. Which is good. Which is great. But I don't understand why this isn't covered. I mean, this is the exact opposite of what that fat fuck was just saying. Yeah. This is something that you would think if the media is so liberal, right? If they'd be all over it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't mean to yell at you. No, that's I cool. Just, I get it. I, had I just don't understand the point of the march. You know, that, that kind but, of energy. But, you know, there's no, there's no point to any of the marches. None of the marches really ever accomplish anything, do they? Not really. It just shows that there are a lot of people interested. 
I mean, maybe maybe Martin Luther King's march did that's did, great. Did, did did accomplish something, but in this day and age, I don't. I, I I agree. I don't know what it would do. Money is too infused into everything to to take our word over a dollar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like seeing people hurt. No, me neither. Of course that are, not. That are just out there to say, "Hey, I disagree with this." And this is this is one girl's um, account of of what happened, where she talks about what they were doing, who she sees get arrested, how they were treated. They were held for hours before they were booked. They were they were put in vehicles. They were parked in front of the police station. They weren't taken mm-hmm. in. They weren't given access to phone calls. They could only call within the five boroughs. Uh. Most of the people didn't get a phone call. They were, were they were arrested in the afternoon and they were released at one o'clock in the morning. It's the the trial's coming up, and I'm very interested to see where this stuff goes because, I, uh, like one or two news outlets reported about it quickly. It'll disappear. Nothing will happen. No, nothing will happen. You can't fight Wall Street no. with, a, with a march. No. Can't fight any of it. Nothing. Nothing has changed. <clears throat> Once the Republicans started deregulating the banks, it was the beginning of the end. No, it's been the beginning of the end for a long time. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing has changed in the last twenty years. Nothing. Well, no, things have gotten worse. Well, things things have, but you know what though? It's it's all relative. Okay. Well, I it's think all, unemployment is pretty black and white. Pretty black and white. But you know what? We we've had shitty unemployment before. We've had high gasoline prices before. Well, yeah. Okay. We have, you know, energy dependence on the Middle East. Nobody's doing a fucking thing about it. Okay. The last interesting thing this country did was put someone on the fucking moon. Mm. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and that was just to get there before somebody else. Right. I don't know. I get I get worked up about stuff. And to clear up that whole Transformers thing. That's why I went to the moon. Oh, fuck Let's be that honest. movie. All right? But that was the but the thing is thing nothing nothing has changed. Maybe I'm just a cynical little douchebag, okay? But the thing <laughs> I is I think though, we're both a little on the, edge but tonight. But it's the same it's the same bullshit, okay? Yeah. There's no that, that, you know what? There's there's rhetorical interest in changing things. Okay, yeah. but there's no real change in doing things. Well, because okay? the people, the people that would make the changes are the ones that benefit from the kickbacks. Now that corporations are people, yeah. Well, corporations have been people for a very long time. Now that corporations are legally people, they've been people for a very long time. Okay, no, well, no, and, like, and like them, recognized by the Supreme Court. No, it's been like that people. for a while, though. Okay, but it's written down now. But it's it, but it's it's just nothing changes. It's all about money. Yeah. It's all about money, and now it's just you know there's just there 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 are enough distractions that people don't give a fuck. No one's going to do anything about it because we got to watch X Factor. Yeah, it 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 is more and more, and what you know what? Have you ever seen They Live? Have I told you to watch that before? Probably. You should watch that because I think it speaks directly to what you were saying, like literally, exactly what you were saying. If you have time, you should watch that, and we'll discuss it next week, and and we can talk about it um, with how it fits now yeah. in society. They live. Wait a minute. Who's in that? Roddy Piper. Oh, I did see that. Yeah? Yeah. The glasses? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's the same thing that's oh, yeah. been going on since that movie came Most out. definitely. Fucking scary. Oh, bullshit. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Okay? 
I got one more thing than a funny As long thing. as I keep getting lists from my kids' school saying that, hey, you know what? In addition to, this, to the stuff that your kids are going to need to, like, you know, for their education, we could also use, you know, yeah. pencils. We didn't have that and shit scissors. growing up. No. Okay? Okay? As, long as, as long as schools are, still have to worry about money, yeah. all right? That's a fucking problem. I don't understand how that can happen. I mean, but it does. Your society it is built off the shoulders of of how smart the young generation is yeah. and what they people turn need to into. be smart and healthy. Okay, yeah. that's what society fucking grows. I would pay more in property tax or whatever if it helped the schools. If it, I saw it directly help the schools, but it doesn't because you know what it does. It goes into some dickhead's pocket. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Because they're all assholes. That's why nobody can budget properly for snow removal. Nobody can budget properly for the schools. I don't. I don't understand. Because you know what? Because because one, the fucking teachers unions fuck shit up. Okay, they do. They are just. Okay. Wor- they're just I, worried about their power base. Fuck them. I thought the unions just worried about jobs and being treated equally but, and but you know what you, you know like what that. i i saw some documentary it may have been waiting for superman okay when there was this there was this funding issue and the teachers union said hey you know what um there was a particular deal that like there was between the union and and the school department about you know um and and most of the teachers liked the idea Okay, and it was a, it was a it was it was a money thing, you know, okay. kind of easing off on raises for a little bit, a period of time. Okay, and it was something that that generally the teachers liked the idea. Right. The union never never allowed it to go to a vote, so funding was cut. Blah blah blah. What did they gain from that? What they gained from that was, you know, what they gained power. It it maintained a power base, and that's all it is. It's all about money. People don't give a shit. There, there have been through through my school years. There have been teachers that are there only because they're part of the union. Yeah, not because they're good teachers, not because they're innovative or creative, or necessarily good with kids. No, there's a there's this thing on NPR a while ago. There was an article about it somewhere else, um, and it's actually mentioned in this documentary too, where. Um, if teachers there's in New York City, hmm. if teachers like under investigation for something, okay, whether it be bad teacher or something, right. okay, there's some sort of disciplinary thing going on, okay, they are, um, and they're still getting paid. They go to a room, okay, or a series of rooms, and they just have to be there. Basically, it's like detention. detention. Yes, basically, it's detention for teachers. They go there and they read the paper, they play cards, they watch movies, they do whatever. And how about, getting, how about and, and they're getting you're paid. suspended without pay? And they get, but the unions don't allow it. They get rid of the fucking union. What Thank is the problem you. here? Okay. I, see, initially, my my instinct because I've been in unions before and they helped me and they're a good thing most, some of the time is oh yeah, union teachers education children. Okay, sure. They can they can regulate, you know, stuff and hiring practices and stuff like that. But then I think they're all about keeping the union in power. Well, no, then I think uh, some of these teachers need to be fucking fired. They need to have a reason to try, right? Because there's a lot of teachers and I remember don't. having that don't fucking try. Otherwise, I would have done better in math when I yeah. asked for an and these other fuckers who come on and go, well, teachers get three months off a year, blah blah blah. You know what? Fuck you. I know teachers more than one. 
teacher, they're there literally. They're at the school at seven o'clock, and I see them leaving at four thirty, five o'clock, yeah. sometimes later. Okay, on a daily fucking basis. Yeah. Okay, these are people who put their own money into shit, you know, because they they give a shit. Right. All right, and then there are teachers who don't. All right, it's like any right. other profession. There are some people who are good at what they do. There's some people who aren't good at what they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but the fact that we have to fucking beg for money for teachers is so fucking stupid. Why would the union stand against that? Why would why would that be shouldn't the union be fighting to have everything funded? Everything? Yeah, but then there but there are some aspects about like not about not getting raises or or stuff like that or like like um you know, okay, the union will hold its position on some teachers' raises to keep that percentage. You know, say, okay, you know, we'll give a, a you know, we, you know, the, we, we want three percent raise, okay, and and the 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 city will say, oh, you know what, we can't afford a three percent raise. If we give a three percent raise, we're gonna have to actually cut the overall number of teachers. So. We're going to have to lay off 50 people to give the rest of the teachers that 3% raise instead of just giving them, giving everybody a 2% raise. That's so and, and keeping everybody behavior. But you know what it is? But it's the union saying, hey, but, but here's the thing. You know what? If the teachers get a raise, okay, union dues can probably inch up a little bit. Okay. But they're losing. Exactly. Union member. Exactly. It's all retarded, but it's one of those things where the union just stays on to what they want. It's bullshit. If there are any teachers out there or teacher union people, fucking say I'm wrong. Yell at me. Give me the real thing. But I think well, you're I all doubt, full of I shit. I doubt we'll have people high up in the uh, in the hierarchy. Well, anybody, anybody who knows more than I do, and I don't doubt that there are people out there that do. I'm just going from what I've seen and what I've experienced because I, it's all bullshit. Okay? Just, it's just, all bullshit. I don't because, like when I see, oh, you know, you have to bring paper to school or we're going to cut the arts or any of that stuff. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? My city didn't raise taxes, didn't raise property tax for 15 years. And the whole time I was in school, yeah. fucking school was funded. We had art classes. We had sports. We didn't have to buy our own uniforms and shit. You can make do. Yeah, just It pisses me off fuckers i i don't know i mean it, like i said instinctively i want to think oh unions are a good thing but not if people are losing their jobs so that tenured teachers can get another one percent raise that seems, i just i just think that, that seems counterproductive i think that unions had their place in time and, i think they still do you know but it's in certain like factory situations stuff, maybe yeah. okay but there are some certain situations where i really don't think they're necessary and i think they're actually counterproductive projectionists I know, really. That didn't uh, back back when there was an apprenticeship and stuff like that with carbon arc fucking bulbs but that's and shit. Not yeah. necessary now. No, once the once you went to the single platter for a movie, you didn't need yeah, unions exactly. anymore. It's all and the union, the oh, projectionist union, they kind of fucked themselves. Yeah, they had some bad negotiators in this area. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It just pisses me off because, like I said. Nothing is different. Nothing is nothing is different. Until we act on the fact that education is the most important thing, it never will be. No. It's like it's like the like my entire life, schools have always been underfunded. Schools have always had to bitch and moan. Yeah. And you know, there's always been dependent. But not on- not underfunded to this degree. 
Not like it is now. You know what though? It's it, it's it's just a it's just a matter of degrees though. It's all relative. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I never I never had I never had to pay busing. I didn't have to pay. We have to you have to pay two hundred and fifty dollars a kid. Really? For the P- really? Yeah. Right. I think wow. it's something like that. It's fucking bullshit. I just it's. That shit should be paid right. for. So it's yeah. So it's it's worth. If I wanted Things to send not my, gotten better. If I wanted to send my kids to private school, I would send them to private school where I would expect to pay this. It's public school. Right. It's paid for with the public. But that's money. that's what I'm saying. Things have not getting gotten better. If and in certain cases they've gotten worse. Okay. Yeah. The world is still the same. You know that really the the biggest fucking shit that's happened in my lifetime. Okay. Okay, I don't have to worry about the Cold War anymore. Well, yeah. That's okay. A good, that's a good thing. I don't have to worry about that. Okay, I got to worry about taking my shoes off at the airport because these is, fuckers slam planes in the building. That's going to end soon, I heard, the shoe thing. I hope it ends before November because I'm going on a plane. Are you? So, yeah, I'm going to my nephew's wedding in Virginia. Oh, right, right, right. So It might. I don't know. I don't um, think so, though. But it's not it's, that bad, though, honestly. Just don't take your normal attitude with you and you'll be fine. Smile. What do you mean? I'm just going to go and mind my own fucking business. If you say I can't fucking believe I have to take my shoes off, you're going to get the special pat down. I know I have to get my shoes off. And just <laughs> fuck, give me, you know, give me the fucking special pat down. <laughs> go ahead. I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't care one way or the other. Um, it's just, um, no, I'm just, it's just depressing because nothing changes and nothing's going to change. There's been nothing, you know, like I said, schools still have to beg for money. Yeah. Okay, the Middle East is still a fucking mess. We still have dependence on foreign oil. Yeah. Okay, really, what has fucking changed? Nothing. Berlin Wall came down. Yay, big fucking deal. Caused more problems, quite frankly, than it solved. What coming down or staying up? No, coming down. Because now we have a bunch of crazy fuckers who want to kill us instead of just one big crazy fucker who wanted to kill us. No, no, they would have. That that would have been there anyway. We, the 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 um the Middle Eastern nations still would have popped up. But it's the whole thing with with Islam is it's it's they're the new kids on the block. They got to flex their fucking muscles and show how tough they are. Just like just like Christianity did with the fucking Crusades. Oh, see, Look how tough we are. Our God's better than everybody else. It's all stupid bullshit. Fucking religion. Anyway, what's next? My is, are we gonna have the the Dianetics Wars? Seriously, somebody. So you, you know you know what the only thing that I you know what I'm gonna, I I I was wrong. Do you know what's better about now? Okay, the only thing that's changed in my life accessibility of porn. Not, no, no, but but technology. Oh, for real? The fact, no, the <laughs> fact that I've, the fact that, you know what, I can hear a song like in a restaurant, say, oh, I like that, and then I can own the song in like 20 seconds. So that, that's really. That is as good as the, the fact end that of I the can, Cold War. The fact that I, it's better. Okay. <laughs> the fact that I can take a picture of my kid and send it to like my sister in Virginia. That's fucking amazing. So the internet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's been cool. Technology that's has been, been cool. fucking awesome. <laughs> The end of the Cold War and the internet. Pretty cool. That's about it. The, re, seriously. Give me something else. Yeah, no. I, really? Just Caffeine-free Diet Coke. That's a relief. I mean, what the fuck else? I think that's Alka-Seltzer you're thinking of. Love that stuff. <laughs> God, I'm such a fucking miserable bastard, aren't I? Every week you turn into an older and older I man. I really do. I'm 100 years old. <laughs> Ah, you wouldn't even let me finish my sentence before. About what? Oh, I had to tell you, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Get off my fucking lawn, all right? Fine. 
My change is complete. Uh, Should we take a break? We're at two have, hours and 20 minutes. I don't have any more breaks. Ugh, but all right, I, then we should just do... I want to play this, though. Feedback. I was going to... I just got to read this headline. Oh, more bullshit about the Catholics. Catholics cannot accept gay marriage, Pope says. Ugh. You want to hear his quote? Sure. The world in which we live, in spite of its technical progress... So damn your internet. Yeah. Does not seem to be getting any, getting any better, he told the young people. The young people? The young people. The young people. There is still war and terror, hunger and disease, bitter poverty and merciless oppression. And I will not apologize for any of it. (laughs) Um, So I've managed to maintain those principles. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. He urged them to root out all forms of evil in society. And someone pulled out a gun and shot him in the chest twice. (laughs) Oh, no. And not. And then he stood back up, pushed the bullets out of his chest by sheer force of will, and then continued his speech. Force lightning the bitch. Um, and not to be lukewarm Christian, saying that lack of commitment to faith did more damage to their church than its sworn enemies. Oh, fuck you. Your numbers are down, you stupid old man. Yeah. The church is shown very negatively in the media these days. So it, I think I'm reading this with way too much like yeah. vigor in my voice, right? Shouldn't it be... Uh, the church is shown very negatively in the media. Because he's, he's a quiet <laughs> motherfucker, isn't he? He's almost dead. So it is important for us young people to see what us young people. Do, oh, that was that was an actual word. no, that was an actual young person oh. saying it. Uh, so we can skip that. Uh, yeah, you, basically, gay people are the big problem. Oh well, at least we narrowed that down. I wish you had figured that out before all the child molestation happened. Yeah, all his gay priests He's, sucking off little boys. Yeah, that's the fucking problem. That is that is a problem. Oh my god. But let's. What is this thing? This looks like it'd be fun. Let's do this. Your little boots and cane and helmet to cover up that birthday space. You have the force to move objects. I am a force truly evil. Even went back in time and turned you back as a prequel. Cause look at you, you're not even a real person. I preferred you with space balls. The Rick Moranis version. You can't rhyme against the dark side of the force. Why even bother? So many dudes been with your mom who even knows if I'm your father. You're a pissed off little prick with a Napoleon dick. You call that a mustache? I call that dirty Sanchez on your lip. You bitch. Let me remind you who you're messing with. Everything that you did, I'm the motherfucker who invented it. I'm the original Dark Lord. You're like the sorcerer's apprentice. My stormtroopers make yours look like someone took a piece of shit and cloned it. You stink, Vader. Your star smells something sour. You need to brush up, dog. Here, step in my shower. I'll turn all your friends against you. Just my speech is breed haters. But your lightsaber versus a clan of all your white neighbors. Suck my robot ball. Now take a step back and let me freeze yours off. A little carbonite bath for your goof stepping ass. We'll call my homeboy in Israel. See who got the last laugh. Who won? Who's next? You decide. Not bad. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I've seen that. That was pretty good. I did see. Um, who was I listening to? It might have been um, Hollywood Babylon when they were talking about um, you know the changes to um, 
Return of the Jedi, you know, oh, Vader yeah. yelling no. Yeah. And then saying, you know, that Lucas is, you know, going to go after the Lion King next so that when <laughs> Mufasa gets killed, you just hear him go, no, <laughs> and he's getting trampled to death. Anything no. with James Earl Jones. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm sure he they could add that into um, Coming to America as well. Yeah. <laughs> or um, uh, what the fuck is that one with uh, is that Field of Dreams? Oh, uh, yeah. If they yeah. build it, they. If you build it, they will. No. <laughs> and he was in a couple of the uh, Jack Ryan movies yeah. too. Conan, when he gets his head chopped off at oh, the end yeah. of Conan. Oh, spoiler alert! No. <laughs> All right, shall we do this before we apparently choke each other out? Sure. Well, you gotta buy me a drink first. Hey, no, I don't. In, in God, God we trust. trust. As opposed to in Boy We Thrust. Oh, wow. Like that? Scott's going to love that. I know, huh? <laughs> nice. Hey there, Frank. And, uh, uh, oh, God, it's kind of embarrassing. Hey, remember me? I'm the dude that made an ass of himself. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, how you guys doing after that ridiculous segment I sent last week? Awesome. Chris... Did you feel touched? They went deep. Like, they were down there. <laughs> I'm not sure that's exactly what I meant, Chris. Like, uh, you know, let's say you did something really nice for Ellen, and she's like, aw, that was touching. Is that how you felt? I just need to practice it and get the, the fingering down. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Forget it. I do want to remark to the intro to the show this week. Yeah, I know what it was. That was the original intended ending to last week's segment. As far as you know. And I'm glad everyone got to hear it finally. And now that I've listened back to uh, last week's episode, I'm so sorry about the evil voice guy. I tried my damnedest to keep that segment upbeat and positive. And, you know, if you need me to prove it, I can send you my script for that week. I'm going to be cocks all over it. <laughs> Apparently you don't believe me then. Well, that's fine. It sounded like you still enjoyed it despite the extra stuff he inserted. Penis. I think it was fitting that the three-year show was around the same time you did so many new and different things on the show, too. You moved some stuff around, talked about different things, did some commentaries, and even had plans for uh, changes to the future shows. In fact, Chris actually texted me the other day to get my thoughts on a game to play called Pin the Fig Leaf on Frank? Huh? What? Not exactly sure what that means. Me that either. means just boop, you tape it to his dick. Right. <laughs> oh. I better text you back. Bad idea. <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of Frank, uh, I, I know you've been kind of off the hook so far this week, so I just didn't have many clips with you in it this time. You want to lick my sweaty balls? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Calm down, Frank. I guess that's really I had for you guys this week. Just a basic, regular old segment for you again. So, uh, you know, kind of get things back to normal for me. So, uh, do you want to thank me for all those fine podcasters and listeners one more time for all their kind words, Chris? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them in their stupid asses. <sighs> Peace and love, guys. <laughs> no secret message this week. Just me being a regular old cocksucker. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a fucking idiot. Penis cock cock. Always a joy. Wow. Ah, thank you there, Rev. That's How about awesome. that? How about we did that? say thank you to all of you. We our did. That folks. was great. So there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was a little negative this week. A little bit. A little bit. That's all right. I'm a little cranky. Still a little bit from last week. I'm just... I don't know what the hell was wrong with me last week. Irritated with the world. I don't normally talk to my friends like that. I'm bothered by winter coming. I know. Really, I know. I'm pretty sure you were pretty happy when it hit 70 for like three weeks in a row after it was 40. I fucking hate living here. That's that's actually the worst thing for my uh, for my asthma. I fucking hate living here. <laughs> I really do. I know. <sighs> but it's where all your stuff is. Yeah, I know. I'm too fucking lazy to pack up my shit and leave. <laughs> then I'd have to Skype in for the show. And that would just be work, work, work. I know, you'd have to get a computer and a microphone and <sighs> internet. I know. Pretty sure you can't do this kind of show sitting in a, in a Starbucks lobby. Motherfucker! Yeah. That would be sir, hilarious. Sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave again. To leave. Again? <sighs> Jeez, fourth one this week. <laughs> Man, people suck. Give me my latte. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start playing the uh, out music. Out. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some mail, mofos. Yeah. Um, yeah. 206-338-3094. Look at that. Got the nice. phone number and everything. I have an idea Good. for our special episode. Uh, the, coming the, the up. special and, secret one. When, yeah. when we write the script out for it, I think somebody that's in this house right now is going to play a part. Will that be Ripley or Nova? Oh, see, I don't know, because I was going to maybe get all of them involved. Because there's enough parts, really, if the two girls count as one character. You better get them reading quick. Well, that's true. I'll tell them what to say. But I I think it works better if we have, like, a female for the female part. Yeah. And you can be... I'm a big fan of female parts. You can be the grumpy guy, because that'll work. I think I can play that. I think so. I'm thinking Archie Bunker style. What do you think? Oh, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> that might work Yeah maybe And then I'll take the other part Alright Which isn't I gotta A watch big part But The Thing I should watch The Thing too I like that movie Kurt Russell's in it Yeah <laughs> The sequel's coming out Prequel uh, Prequel's yeah. coming out I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it Cause I'm curious It's not much else I'm really excited about it. Dragon Tattoo no, can't fucking wait for that nope. new trailer for that. Did you see the new trailer? I'm for not that? interested. I just am not. We should watch at after all this. Interested. We're gonna watch the new trailer. It's not gonna change Black my McCall, mind. Wow, I'd like to see it because I would have watched the original. The original's good. I'm watching the second original now. Hmm. It's funny. It's a weird way to put it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. We're out. Bye bye. talk to you just for a few moments today about raising the dead. It's a reality that's happening all over the world today in increasing uh, momentum and numbers. Many people are being raised from the dead all over uh, the United States and the third world countries all around the world. It's a very exciting day to be living in. Do you know that Jesus actually commanded us to raise the dead? Isn't that something? 
he said we could. He commanded us in the context of sending out the disciples of whom we are to raise the dead. Listen to this scripture. It's an amazing scripture. This is what he says in Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse um, 8. He says, well, let me start in verse 7. He says, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It goes on to say this, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. You know, the evidence of the presence and the operation of the kingdom of God is this. It's these very things. The sick are healed, uh, the, uh, the leopards are cleansed, the dead are raised, and the demons are cast out. Now, it's amazing that God commanded us to do this. You know, westernized Christians, I believe, have made raising the dead much too difficult. Uh, it's, it's like this unapproachable place where you have to have this ultimate super level of hyper faith, and if you don't have it, don't even try can I just tell you that's really not true? It takes faith. That is true. But don't talk yourself out of it. Let me give you a story about how God used me to raise two people from the dead. And maybe that'll help you have some courage to do the very same thing. I was in Uganda, Africa, doing some crusades, preaching and teaching there, which I love to do. One afternoon, I was in a uh, large meeting, a large mud building, packed, hot, sweaty. And I was about two-thirds the way through my message when they came in and interrupted me and they asked me uh, to come and pray for this woman and uh, I'm trying to tell the man through the interpreter I'm just about finished with my message if you'll just let me finish a few more minutes I'll come well they were insistent they, they wouldn't let me stop uh, or continue the message they made me stop and go with them and so I consented and I went with them and and uh, I'm walking with them about ten minutes away from the place where we uh, were meeting and we began to walk out in the very tall and high grass in Africa. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but uh, on some of the pictures you might have watched of Africa. Anyway, here I am with two guys. I don't know them. And I'm walking out in this tall grass in Africa. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, are these guys taking me out, you know, to do something with me? Am I coming back? It's been, you know, 10 minutes. And I was getting a little bit nervous, quite honestly. And Honestly, can I just tell you, I was a little bit uh, perturbed in the sense that I had to stop the meeting to follow these guys way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, when I was just getting to the point, you know, in my message where it was just going to be really good, you know, that's what we think, don't we? At any rate, so I'm out here uh, with these guys, and all of a sudden we come upon this African woman laying uh, face down in the dirt, out in this tall grass, uh, dead. I mean, very dead, uh, where rigor mortis had set in. I don't know how many hours that takes, but she was stiff. If you moved, you know, one part of her body, all of her body moved. And so I knew she had been dead for a while. Now, I looked at her and I looked at the guys, and this is what I'm thinking. And you just have to go with me here. I'm thinking, couldn't this have waited till I finished my message? This woman's dead. I mean, where is she going? Are you with me? I mean, I was not in a hyper-faith, super, you know, faith mode here. I was preaching a meeting. I was disrupted. I was brought to find a woman who was dead who certainly seemed to me could have waited until I was done preaching. Are you there? That's, that's kind of my emotional uh, you know, place where I was right then. So I looked at this woman, and I was mad at the devil that he made her dead to interrupt my meeting. I was a little upset with these guys. And uh, I just looked at that woman, and I said, I command you in the name of Jesus to come to life now. And you know what? She did. She sat straight up out of being totally dead. 
Her eyes were very wide. I don't know if she'd ever seen a white man. I could not imagine what was going through her mind. She jumped up and began to run as fast as she could away from us. These two African guys that were with me, they chased her down and tackled her. Can you believe that? I said, take it easy, guys. She was just dead. You know, don't hurt her. Well, long story short, they bring her back to the compound where we were preaching, and they put her in the pastor's room there. They give her some water, have her lay down, you know, kind of, you know, be refreshed a little bit. Well, she got to looking around, and she found some money from the offering in the pastor's house. So she stole it, jumped out the window, and took off. These guys that were watching her saw her take off, so they ran after her and tackled her again, knocked her down in the dirt. Could you imagine that, just being raised from the dead, and now people are treating you this way? It's an amazing thing. Anyway, long story short, they shared the gospel with her. She uh, gave her heart to the Lord, returned the money, and she's a living Christian today. Isn't that something? But I want you to know I wasn't a hypered-out faith kind of guy at that point. Yes, I have strong faith. Yes, I have authority. But it was more as an as-you-go type thing. Uh, you know, it was just in the moment. I didn't think about it. I wasn't afraid it wasn't going to happen. I just said, you know what, this is going to happen. Woman, you need to get up because I've got things to do. It was a matter-of-fact thing. Now, I don't want to be flippant about it or take away from, you know, others who may have had different experiences, but I just want to share my experience with you. You don't know when you're going to come across a traffic accident or, or uh, what situation you might see. And uh, just as you go, you just do it. That's how it works. Uh, not too long after that, uh, they brought into a clinic that we were having there uh, a baby. This baby um, came in and uh, died right there uh, before we could even treat the baby. The doctor I was with, a wonderful doctor, uh, Kim Johnstone, a medical doctor, a good friend of mine, examined the baby. The baby had expired. And uh, so I picked the baby up in my arms, and I just began to command life. And I just began to love this baby. And I said, baby, you can't die. You're too little. You're too young. You're going to live. I just began to speak over it. I said, God sent forth the life-giving spirit in this baby. I just began to pray for it like that. Not a command so much as this time I had compassion in my heart. There was just something about this baby shouldn't have died. And uh, this baby all of a sudden took a breath and began to slowly come back to life. It was a very slow process. It took the entire day. Uh, and, and so I held the baby for a while. Then I had my daughter hold the baby and, and just began to speak over it. We came the next day, and this little, this little baby girl uh, was playing there, totally alive. Isn't that awesome? So listen, this is the generation of believers that are going to raise the dead. Don't make it too hard. Just do it as you go, and it'll surprise you. God will use you to raise the dead. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder.